everybody, welcome back to the producers. Uh, this week we've got Michael. Um, Michael's a uh, fellow 201 student at the Coalition. Uh, we love the Coalition here. Uh, great episode, very funny. Gonna keep this intro very short. Uh, at ravioli underscore guardian on Instagram. He's doing uh, Inktober, so make sure and go check it out and give him some love. Uh, very funny episode. Uh, rvacomedy.com, at rvacomedy for the Coalition. At producers cast. Producercast.com, producercast at gmail.com, contact the show, etc. Tom Music, alright. Biggest boss, and I've been in Trillis. I'm a bigger problem when I click with Skrillex. Murder on my mind, it's time to pray to God. My revolver's not religious, the revolution's born. You wanna know my name, then go and tell us You wanna know my game, suicide squad. Pistol on my waist, I might make a mistake. surprise people with the uh, the preparation that I kind of put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said, you know, you got to be intentional about what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, if you have that, it, people will know. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty proud. I just fixed this audio issue that I've had going on mm-hmm. for every episode I've done up to this point. <laughs> so I literally just just fixed it, and I'm, I could not be uh, happier. What was wrong with it? It was, um, the audio was coming in very... Uh, echoey mm-hmm. on my mic, and I couldn't figure out why. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness, this is this is good. this is driving me nuts." Because mm-hmm. your mic sounds crisp, nice, crisp, clean. Exactly, it sounds mm-hmm. like someone's talking to you. And mine was just like I was like I'm doing the podcast from <laughs> the corner, and it was just like <laughs> this is not okay. And so the past couple times I've been trying to do it, I've been you know looking garage band and trying to mess with like these knobs that show up right here, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. it's, not, "It's not bad. I don't know where it is." And so I've just I've been sitting here today, and I'm just like, "What is it?" I'm like, wait a minute, it's probably in the mic settings mm-hmm. where I made, like, the aggregate device and stuff like that. I don't yeah. know how familiar you are with sound and stuff like that. Everything I've learned, I've learned by trying to make the show a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I finally checked, and it was like, your mic's at, like, 14 dB, and mine was at negative 2. Oh, well, that'll probably do it. And I was like, <laughs> no wonder, because I, like, I was switching between the two to see what the difference was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's the biggest difference. So I cranked it up, and I had it uh, playing through my headphones, and I was, and I was like, test, test. <gasps> Dude, there's nothing, there's no worse feeling than like posting something that you like, you're not, I, would, I don't even know if I use the word passionate, but you make something that's like, oh, this is gold, this is great, mm-hmm. and you put it out there, and for, I guess, I don't know why I did it, but like, I deleted the original file, and then I went back mm-hmm. and listened to the upload, and like, it's not the same thing as a podcast, but I used to have a, a, a YouTube channel that, honestly, I have let collect cobwebs, and I really mm-hmm. shouldn't, because they're like, I have a nice size, like, uh, subscriber base, but I, it, I made this one video when, um... Just Cause 2 came out for the mm-hmm. PC, and, like, the modding market on that was nuts for a while. Like, you could get the craziest fucking mods for that game. Um, but one of them was, like, it, it removed, like, the friction setting. If you went into your co- uh, game files and you found the uh, code for how the game, like, differentiates how much friction the car tires have, you could just delete it. And so the car would just 
fly. Like it would just, it would just basically teleport to the other side of the map. So you would just skyrocket to the other side, and it was basically just me narrating. He's like, okay, now I'm driving the car, blah blah. blah. Oh, and uh, it got a good amount of views. And then I, that was only, only after that did I go in and look at it. And like the game volume is so. So fucking loud. Like, you can't, you can hear me, like, going like, <laughs> like, because there's like a car engine, like, revving at max yeah. volume, and there's like explosions, and there's bullets, and it just, it kind of sounds manic. Like, it sounds so fucking discom, like, discomforting. Like, I'm just yeah, talking. It it's like, it sounds like I'm trying to ignore that there's like this big problem, and I'm like, yes, I'm just like driving the car, and it's just like, just. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it got views, so I couldn't delete it. And I was like, well, I guess this is it. Like, it's too late. I can't go back on it. I'd say that that just with the inappropriate or inappropriate level of volume was, like, the the art of the video. You think so? You think it's Absolutely. some avant-garde kind of shit? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what, uh, you have YouTube. You have a YouTube channel. Yes, I do. As a fellow uh, YouTube channel having slash neglecting. Lad, yes. Lad, thank you. I, was, mm-hmm. I would have no idea what we're going to follow up with. <laughs> Um, you, you make videos. Yeah. You make primarily video game videos, I'm assuming? These, uh, so I started this channel back in, uh, fuck. Do you, do you remember what year Red Dead Redemption came out? I do not. I, I want to say that was like 2012 or something like that. It's been a bit. Um, so I started it on accident, really, because, like, I, I was playing Red Dead Redemption, uh, disturbingly a lot. Like, I played it... It was one of those, it was one, you ever had like, do you ever consider yourself like a guy who likes video games at all? Um, it's hard to say, but yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I was very into video games. Like, I mean, I would go so far as to describe myself as a gamer, which in hindsight now is a very embarrassing thing to say out loud. Absolutely. I'm a gamer, dude, I just fucking, you know, you have one life, I have 99. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> So I was yes, the context of that I get. Yeah, but I, I don't want to put myself down as that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it upon you. I wouldn't put it upon my worst enemy. <laughs> so I, uh, whenever I would get a game I was really into, it would be one of those games where it's like I wake up. I normally would wake up at seven, and I would get like five thirty, six o'clock. Be like, I want to play this game. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go play this game right now. So that was Red Dead Redemption for me for a while because I I just loved the idea of a Western yeah. open world game. Like it, it was like just you would, yeah. it was fun. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck was that mean? <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, you look like a guy who likes wrangling shit. So I was super into this game. and um, By the way, that water's for you if you'd like it. Oh, shit, dude. This is going to make me smart? Uh, no, probably not. Okay, nothing it's, does. It's not a miracle worker. This is smart water, which will lead to sleep water eventually. But <laughs> Oh, you brought coffee. Oh, I brought coffee. I already had my coffee today. I wish I had more. So uh, I would average like playing this game probably f- at minimum five hours a day because mm-hmm. I was just super into it. Um, and then one day I was playing with a friend and I've never seen anything like this before. Uh, I played it for like nine hours this day cause it was Saturday <laughs> and we had nothing to do. And my friend was, we were both into this game okay. and, uh, it started off with, I was riding my horse through, uh, some part of the desert and I saw something running across a field in the distance and I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. At this point, I knew exactly what everything in the game was. So I was like, it can't throw me any more curveballs, except for this. I don't know what the fuck this thing is. So I'm like, it's so far away, so I have to like close the distance, and we're just kind of speculating what we're looking at. And we get there, and it honestly scared me, because the, it, it, when we got close enough, it was a humanoid figure that was hiding behind a bush that went, 
and just like ran from one bush to the other, but like running on its knuckles. And I was really freaked out. Like, what the fuck is that? What yeah. is this supposed to be? And I get off the horse to investigate, and I hear a jaguar sound effect. And this human, it's a man mm-hmm. with overalls and like a mustache. And he like comes at me and he claws me. <laughs> and I get knocked so fucking hard to the ground, I almost <laughs> die. And I'm like, Danny, go get the camera right now. Like, go get the camera. Because it's a guy who had had his uh, character model file swapped with a Jaguar. Like, the game had been playing for so long that I could only imagine that the it, the disc was getting so hot that it was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. I'm just winging it. Here's the Jaguar guy. So it's this guy who's walking on his knees, and his legs are bent all the way backwards and phasing through his, like, abdomen. And he's like, every time he walks, he shoots his elbows out with like his these raptor claw <laughs> positions. And he's just walking through the desert and he claws me to death. But I managed to get it on video and I just uploaded it uh, to YouTube. And I was like, look at this like silly glitch I found. And it got like a lot of traction. And at the longer I played that day, the more I found. And like the most prominent one I found was uh, there was <laughs> this woman standing in the middle of the desert. And I'm like, oh, Christ, what's this going to be? Like, well, here it goes. And it her... Oh, how do I describe it? She had like a, a a a hood, like a veil over her head, but her eyes were sticking out like a like how Bender's eyes like kind yeah. of extend in Futurama. Mm-hmm. Like they were just sticking out of her head like pipes. And when I got close enough, she made like a braying sound. And I was like, oh my god, this is a fucking donkey lady. And so I got close enough to her, and it gave me the prompt. It's like ride. I was like. <laughs> All right. I'm assuming she was standing up straight. Oh, yeah, she's standing. That's the part that weirds me out is that she wasn't standing like a donkey. She was standing like a human. Mm-hmm. So, like, but she also had, like, the raptor claw thing going on. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to ride this woman yeah. in a non-sexual way because I respect women. And so I <laughs> got on her shoulders. He, like, he, the way that the character, like, put his hands on the uh, the woman, I thought it would be, like, kind of think that there's a donkey there so like he would like reach over and like put his legs over like a large animal but no he like grabs her shoulders and like hoists himself up and just just like riding like somebody getting a piggyback ride like he's just like sitting on her shoulders and she's just flying down the desert (laughs) and um yeah no i got that on video and it's such shitty shitty quality because it's literally my friend holding the camera to the tv and we're both going <laughs> look she's a fucking donkey uh. I, should, I can picture it yeah and it got a lot of views and like i got on g4 for it and uh nice so from there i was just like i might as well keep this up because i got like four thousand subscribers off of that holy shit and uh i'm yeah i just kept it was basically like a prime primarily like a glitch video game channel like i would do some let's plays for video games that I thought were like funny or worth like looking at, like kind of obscure flash games or something like that. But no, primarily I found a lot of glitches in video games. So I tried to document like every single one of them, and uh, turns out that's what people wanted. So like, yeah, I, I'm sitting at like seventy, seventy seven something thousand right now. It's not a lot, but like it's okay. more than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. yeah. Wonder how many of the I'm, not to be disrespectful as another person who I don't I don't even have like a hundred subscribers mm-hmm. or if I do I only I did I did them as bots so that I could get my channel name <laughs> so I could get my channel name okay that's fair I've done it before I don't I didn't want to have all the letters and numbers and misappropriated yeah you know, yeah capitalization this is me I want you to know my name I wanted to reserve the name so I got up to 100, I think. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But as someone who does has, has nobody watching their videos, yeah. Um, I wonder how many of those are dead accounts. I would imagine a lot because it's like it used to be when I was at the the, the quote-unquote height of my mm-hmm. uploading, 
I would upload something, and then, uh, because YouTube does this thing where if it exceeds a certain amount, it only reads 301 views yep. for, like, you know, bit. yeah, like, in, uh, three hours, something like that. So now it's, like, it takes me three hours to get to 301 views. It's like, okay, this is, like, nobody's really paying the attention anymore. that you have, because I, because when me and my friend Tom were doing videos, we, we did, uh, we, we tried to do, we tried to start our own little channel. Mm -hmm. We used our community channel, and we would upload three videos a week mm -hmm. for about a month and a week, and then we got tired of doing the editing. Because <laughs> it was a lot. It's we, a lot, what, yeah. what, And what we wanted to do, we were doing like 10-minute videos, and I would have to do like, well, it was like Rocket League. You mm -hmm. play Rocket League. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like we would, we would play doubles, or we'd play care random, something like that. Mm -hmm. So like switching between it took a lot of edit those videos got like 10 views <laughs> and I have more than 10 friends come on <laughs> like and two of them were me and Tom dude sure. the worst part is that you can't tell your friends to watch these videos no, because it's can't. the equivalent of like inviting your friends out to your shitty fucking awful pop 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 punk band mm -hmm. that you don't want to listen to nope. but you want to support your friend but it's like no. dude come on man yep. like don't put me in this corner yeah I, I won't do that anymore especially with having this this, this podcast mm -hmm. like I didn't even want to say podcast because I think it's pretentious but just like trying to get people to listen to my show or anything I do I'm just like you know what I'm just gonna make my shit and, and, and if someone wants to do it great I hope they like it yeah yeah exactly because I'm not I just I don't want to I don't want to do that for sure mm -hmm. but like yeah as someone who's, who's done that it's um it's really cool that you even have, like, people who would, would watch something that you put up. Because, like I said, I put out, we in, in like, a three-month period, I probably put out, like, 70 videos. Mm -hmm. um, in total, I probably got less views than you would get on one video. <laughs> and it's fine. Like, I did it for the, I didn't do it so that I could be famous or something. Mm -hmm. I did it to create and, like. Yeah, just to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was super fun. And so, like, but we took a break. I took a break from that. Mine, I'll be honest, man, it's like, it's got way less to do with, like, my skills with the camera and the <laughs> editing than it does just sheer fucking luck and, like, the fervorness of, like, nerds. Like, they, they just, they flock to it, <clears throat> that's what they wanted, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just, this is my life now. Did you ever end up getting, like, a capture card or anything? Uh... No, because then I swatched, uh, I built my PC around, like, two, the oh, end of 2012, okay. so, like, then I just jumped over to, like, uh, PC, PC gaming. Gamer. Oh, yeah, all the yeah. way. Yeah, I am a console person. You're a console boy? Yeah. We got a well, term for you. It's casual. Yeah. I, um, I'd like to get a PC, it's a little expensive. I, um, uh, actually start, it's, it's just, just to give you a background, I started gaming, um, casually. I came into some money, because mm -hmm. I lived in a really shitty place, and I was a petty cabber, so... I would make a lot of money doing mm -hmm. that. Penny um, cabber? Uh, picture a, a tricycle with a bench on the back and people pay. Oh, me to one carry of those things. Around. Okay, yeah, I yeah. did that in New Orleans for three years. Dude, how are you? How how did that feel? Because I can I have never. Jesus Christ! You got <laughs> tree trunks hiding in there. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was great until it became about the money. Because mm -hmm. when it was just like having a fun time, it was the best. But then it became about like I need to make a shit ton of money, and I was just like, you know what? I'm good. I don't need I don't need that pressure in my life. I don't mm -hmm. have, have fun with what I'm doing, so I stopped. Um, and then I moved, so mm -hmm. I can't do it anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it'll be a little harder. A little, a little, the, the commute's okay. Um, <laughs> but, like, so I had some extra money, I bought a PS3, bought, I bought all the games that came out that year, like Call of Duty Ghosts and stuff, and that mm -hmm. was just, like, playing, like, GTA Five when that came out. Good game. I yep. played the shit out of that, and I was looking up videos on, like, stunt jumps, <clears throat> and I found, uh, KYR Speedy, um, his videos, and he was having fun with his friends, and I was living, I was kind of new to the area, so I didn't have any friends. Mm hmm and so I found this community, uh, Reddit Tryhard, mm -hmm. on Reddit, who played uh, <laughs> Call of Duty Clan Wars at the time. Mm -hmm. You just like competitive. It was like casual competitive kind of thing. 
And they've been my friends for like four years now. I mean, it works, dude. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, yeah. when you find like that connection, whether or not it's like done through the internet or whatnot, it's still a thing. Like, yeah. it still counts for something. The guy who. The, my, so, my best friend Tom is from that group. Mm-hmm. Like, We've just we've just been friends for so long. Maybe like kind of went over our relationship last episode, but just in general, like it's it it started out as just like people to play games with, and for a select group of those people, and now it's become like actual friendships. Like I'm actually going to Arizona because one of them's getting married. Oh, really? And like a bunch of us are going out to go hang out. That's cool. It's it's really it's really unique. Um, but when you were telling your uh, Red Dead Redemption story, I was thinking about Destiny. Did you play Destiny? No, here's your con your console. Mm. When Destiny came out. First six months, I put in like a thousand hours. I that's I mean like I mean I have consoles. I still play consoles. I, just, I when I say that I swapped over, I meant that's where I got most of my recording done. Like mm-hmm. I still played a ton of stuff on consoles. Did you play Destiny? No, I that game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it. Good or bad? I'm gonna say it. Okay. Looks like shit. Ooh. Fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. I hate it the same way I hate Borderlands. I mean uh-huh. for different reasons, but you hate in the Borderlands? same. Fuck Borderlands, What's man. Wrong with Oh, dude, you can get a dildillion billion guns. And it ends up being green gun, red gun, green gun with red barrel, and then red gun with green barrel. That's it. That's fucking it. The humor is trite. It's garbage. It's not funny. It's basically Reddit tier, Invader Zim, like, look at me. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's like it's it's like making me sit through a YouTube video of like you know uh, the pizza space cat. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Okay, okay. 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 I'm sorry. That makes me. Very, that game makes me very mad. I I think probably the I'm I'm not super like. I don't know. With Borderlands, when I played it with with a friend I used to pedicab with, we played it in person, mm-hmm. and so it was super fun. We had that's, a lot of that's fun. That's the secret to it, I think. It's like yeah. playing with somebody. Now, I'm exactly. not going to hate anybody for enjoying the game. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. hate Anthony Birch <laughs> a lot. Okay, this is personal. It's personal, yeah. There's blood in this. <laughs> okay, well, well, well. So, Destiny, I remember like, there was one time the, the girl I was dating, she's like, I woke up, and one of the, I, mean, I guess, she's like, what's a decoherent engram? <laughs> and like that's a thing in the game. Mm-hmm. In my sleep, I had, was mumbling about the game. That's how much I played that game. It's so like, golly, yeah. Um, video games are super. It's it's funny because it, you don't it's like kind of like you said. It's not something you talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. So whenever I have someone on the show who's into video games, usually somehow like they'll see my Astros or they'll see the console and they'll just be like, they'll want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I love love talking about it. And especially as a medium because it's like, it's really hard to tell someone like. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel and I upload video game videos. And mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh. There's a stigma. There's, there's like a, there's an unspoken stigma yeah. to it. Which, I, to a degree, is deserved a little bit mm-hmm. with um, with a lot of what is out there. For me and Tom, it was mostly just about having a fun time and being able to say, like, we made this. And yeah. we, but looking back on our videos, like, we were very proud of what we did. The thing was, we liked what we created, but we didn't like how much editing there was. Yeah. And also, we set up a really arbitrary schedule of, like, we need to have upload Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And we, we stuck to it for five weeks, and, it, and I was in a bad place, and he was in a bad place, and it was just like... You know, the weirdest part about that, uh, like, not getting the, the amount of viewers you think you should get, is that it is so contingent upon what platform you're uploading certain games gameplay to. Like, for yeah. instance, something like... Uh, uh, Destiny and Rocket League are two games that I can guarantee you, you could you could get the Queen of England to come to your house and do like a, oh, I'm playing with the car. Like, she could do like a gameplay with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would get nothing for it. But... It's a game. Well, it's just because of like the audience that it attracts because you would have so much more luck 
if you streamed it on Twitch. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, those kind of games, I guess the ones that are, like, in and out, like, you can play around in, like, 10 minutes. Like, yep. and you wouldn't want to, like, watch a 30-minute video of, like, somebody playing Rocket League on YouTube. But if you're watching, like, a play-by-play live reaction to... 30 minutes of Rocket League, it's, like, for whatever reason, it plays out differently in people's minds. And, like, their attention span is, like, drawn out much longer. And and the way, just, just kind of speak, the way we did it was we tried to only include, like, relevance to the gameplay or funny commentary. Highlights. It, kind of, but then certain times we couldn't cut things out because it was, like, the conversation was always good because we were just, mm-hmm. you know, at the top of our game. Yeah. Uh, Commentating-wise. We have good chemistry and we're both pretty funny dudes. So, yeah. like... There wasn't a lot to cut out, and so after a while, it was like, well, let's just leave everything in because yeah, I don't want to skip ahead and you know, like, well, where did that goal go? Or mm-hmm. whatever. So like, I don't know. As far as that, like, we both still would want to do videos, but the games we've been playing. Well, I took a break from games because mm-hmm. everything kind of sucks. <laughs> like, like we we mostly play Call of Duty. That's mm-hmm. where we all got our start in games. So like, past COD sucked. Man, you missed you missed a lot, my friend. Not new. I'm talking old. Oh, what do you mean? With the older CODs? Yeah, well, no, what the fuck, man? There's so many more video games in CODs. Oh, no, no, I know that. I know that. I put, I, I don't know. I've played a bunch of games, but just, like, in general, the thing that, the thing that really gave me the joy from games was the social aspect. Like, mm. I can enjoy a single-player game, and I did. I enjoyed GTA V. I played it by myself, and I was like, I was, when I was done, I was like, that oh, was a great game, because mm-hmm. it was. They, they did a lot right with GTA V. Yeah. But just, like... <clears throat> Coming home and like playing Rocket Rocket League by myself isn't as fun as like playing with some friends. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. So for me, it was it's all about the social aspect, mm-hmm. and so I get the most enjoyment playing games and my friends play Call of Duty, so I play Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. I do like it, and I do have there have been times where I will play by myself or something, but just in general, that's where I get the most enjoyment. Mm-hmm. My oh man, I used to be so like I said, I used to be very very passionate about video games. That passion has absolutely dwindled, like mm-hmm. in the last two or three years. Uh, not for like worse. I've I've had more in my mind more important things I like to pursue. Same. But, yeah, and I, I I but I'm not gonna denigrate the video games medium because I still it has <laughs> such a big place in my heart. My my favorite aspect about video games was the ability to lose myself in the immersion. Like I liked I liked the social aspect of the games. It was fun to play. Like Super Smash Brothers is like I must have logged three years of my life in total <laughs> into that. Like across yeah, yeah. all the games, that was my game with my friends. Mm-hmm. But. When I wasn't playing games like that, like, I was playing Oblivion, and I was playing, um, uh, yeah, like, Red Dead and shit like that. It's just, like, single-player games where I could go home after whatever I was doing that day, close my door, turn the lights out, put on my headphones, and, like, listen to the ambient, like, the soundtrack, like, look at the designs. Because I'm huge. I love what gets me the most in video games are designs. Like, I'm... I. I hate to call myself an artist because I don't think I'm that good, but I draw all the time. Like, I love to draw. And so, when I, ever since I was a young kid, like, I would always latch on to, like, really cool designs in video games or, like, color choices mm-hmm. or, like, music choice, especially music choices. Like, music soundtracks are so integral to me into, like, what is going to draw me into the game. I Like, sometimes I'll catch myself listening to the Oblivion soundtrack, like, on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. I'll just be doing something mindless, and it's, like, background music to me, but it's so comforting mm-hmm. and, like... I don't know. It's so uh, it's whimsical. It's so weird that they didn't like Destiny because I thought they did really well with what they had. I mean, there's a lot to complain about with Destiny, but I mean, for me, it was more about being like a completionist kind mm-hmm. of person, so I loved that aspect of it. But like, 
They have good music and they have good good visuals. I thought that it was really uh, not contrived. I thought that it was very very generic sci-fi. Like I, I did not. I was yeah. not enticed by it. Like it's, they, they could have done a lot more. I, yeah, I don't disagree. A lot of chrome. <clears throat> a lot of like robotic. Like I, I'm cool. I love robotics, but it's just like they did not strike me as like. Cool looking robotics. You want a cool robotic game? Go look up Vanquish. That has some balls to the walls designs. And it's just a nuts game in general. Just as an aside, do you like the Minecraft music? I C C418? Cannot tell you how much Minecraft I played. When okay. that game okay. came out. God damn, you were you're like, I <laughs> cannot. And I'm like, which way is this going to go? We're going to fork in the road. Is Where it, are we going to go? Is, I don't have a choice in is, the next decision. Is it going to be like complete hatred or love? Like I Because no, the look on your love. face is not, is not telling at all. You, you're like the Ryan Seacrest of this podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. I have no idea where you're going. I loved Minecraft. Minecraft I loved so it with good. all my heart. And it's like, I want to hate it for how much time it stole out of my life, but at the same time, I enjoyed those hours. And it's just like, I remember the first time I got it, I, as anybody, I think anybody with like even a shred of self-respect would think themselves as like, who oh, would, which like Legos on the computers looks dumb. And you play for five minutes and you're like, okay, oh my God, like I'm in it. I'm in it. Like, I, I'm not turning back for anything. Cheryl, cancel all my appointments. Yeah. <laughs> for the next three months. Mom, I'm not going to school. I'm sick. <coughs> I can't go in for a year. I like how you press the secretary buzzer to Do you not have your mom. mom's secretary? You don't have a mom button? Dude, I had a, a mom, mom button right next to my bed. It's like, Mom, cancel my calls. <laughs> cancel I'm not coming school. In. Cancel school. Tell the principal <laughs> school's closed. I'm playing Minecraft. She's like, right away, sir. Yeah, mom's a bitch. <laughs> So you draw. You like to draw. Yeah. <coughs> I do. I want to I wanna go on record, because I normally would wait. But, like, having artists on the show, I want to have art from my guests. Mm-hmm. Do you know Dashiell? Dashiell? Dashiell Kirk. I do not He's believe it. He's a former coalition. No. I, I, I don't go, like, I don't no, go that's enough. Fine. That's fine. But uh, he, did, he did the show. Mm-hmm. And he brought collage supplies, to hmm. my surprise. So we made a collage. Oh, collage so, supplies to your surprise. I didn't know, yeah. And so we, I don't know where you're going with that. Oh, no, it was just a beautiful alliteration. <laughs> but I have it framed on my... Uh, right Is that what that door. giant thing was that I saw when I walked in? The giant thing on the wall? Well, maybe that was just like, I saw a ton of photos. Oh, no, the photos are just just pictures. My, okay. my old roommate left behind the, the, the clothespin setup. Mm-hmm. So I had to like... Oh, uh, okay. Most of it's like from my graduation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's on the wall by the door where you came in, mm-hmm. and uh, I would love to get some art. So if you have any sketches or if you are inspired to do something, oh yeah, I've got I some would, stuff I can throw you. Out. I would love to frame it and and put it up because I've had a couple artists and I never asked and I'm willing to commission like pay for a commission or anything. But like, dude, I'm not good enough to like be it, be <laughs> it, uh, uh, allow myself to allow you to pay me. Like I'll just give you something. I would love that. I would, I would absolutely love that. So so, I actually it's funny because. When I would first come on the show, I tr- I want to do research. I want to prepare questions, and now I just have a conversation. I don't know what you're into. What are you into? Oh fuck! That is such a that is the broadest I of will, questions. I'll, I'll, I will t- I will tone it down to, and no further than artistically, creatively. I I just like uh like I said since I was okay so, I am absolutely like. No shame in this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna unabashedly say I consider myself a nerd. Like I've always been. Like I. You won't give yourself artist, but you'll give yourself nerd. Well, that's easy. I mean, anybody can be a nerd. But like, I have friends who I would consider to be like 
unbelievable artists. Mm -hmm. And, like, I know for a fact that I'm not there yet. So, like, that's what I would consider to be, like, the ledger for what is defined as an artist. Would you give yourself the title of aspiring artist? Yeah, I could say that. Yeah, I would like to be considered one. Like, it's, um... Yeah, the nerdy stuff, like... Uh, 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 fantasy settings and like monsters and like robots and stuff like that. Campaigns. Like, yeah, like D D was so much fun for me. Like when I was playing DM, but um, yeah, I I I I I don't do drawings of like people, like because I'm just terrible at it. I'm really bad at proportions. Um, I'm bad at like hands, like how hands no, look at certain I was angles. Thinking of a way I could say like so many times. Oh, my hands that big. I will do a drawing and it just looks like a fucking kitchen like glove filled it with water. It looks like SpongeBob's karate uh, gloves. Dude, even that would be better because that's like that's like proportion of fingers. <laughs> yeah. It would just look like like a hospital glove that you like blew air into. <laughs> like it just looks so bad sometimes. But that's okay because like uh, uh, it, it, the stuff that I draw, I try to take like directly from things I see around me. Like, there's a drawing I'm going to do. I'm doing, like, one of those Inktober things this year. Mm. I've never done that before. Yeah. Like, so this is good incentive, because I haven't drawn a lot in the last couple of months, so it's like, I've got to hunker down and, like... Yeah. Because I don't want to... Because I have my edge... I kind of have my edge again, so it's like, I don't want to, like, uh, I don't want to lose it again. No, you shouldn't. So, um, I usually take my my ideas from, like, just things I see, like, walking through town. Like, if I'll see an object that kind of looks like it has a face on it, like, oh, that would be, like, cool as this. Yeah. Or just something as simple oh, as, like... I'll be sitting in bed, like, reading something, and, like, I'll just get an idea. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I'll just, like, lean over, grab my sketchbook, and do, like, a really quick pencil sketch. So it's like, I'll come back to this later. Yeah. But just so I don't forget it, like, here it is right here. Nice. Yeah, so, that's, that's... yeah, I don't do a lot of realistic stuff. It's just stuff that, I, like, comes from my imagination. So when did you start? <clears throat> and, and and what made you start? I, I mean, I've been drawing since I was, like, um... Probably, like, 10. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a really... I was really into it when I was a kid. But I would draw... Like, I drew my own comic books for a long time. And this is weird because it was before I even got into comic books. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am a humongous comic book head now. Yeah. But, like, that only happened when I was, like, 14 or 15. But before that, I was, like, making... I, I had a little monopoly at school at one point because I made uh, what I thought was a pretty good comic book. And it was like uh, 10, 12 pages, and I, since we had a printer at home, I scanned it all in, and I reprinted it out seven times, and I sold them for three bucks a pop, and everyone bought them. And I had like enough money to buy a couple packs of Pokemon cards that day. Nice. Yeah, I was a fucking businessman. Savvy. <laughs> that, that reminds me, I actually made my own comic. I think I talked about it on the show before, but just like, it was Dragon Man. Dragon Man? It was four issues, but I never distributed. I love how, I love how, wait, how old were you did it? Probably... Third grade nine. Dude, I love how when when like I, I noticed this is like when kids are making their comic books, it's always something, man. Yeah. Mine, my, mine were called Bad Guy Man. It was like this guy <laughs> who was like. I love that. Please tell me you still have them. Oh, dude, I, they're somewhere. Like they're somewhere at if home. If you find them, please send them to me. Oh, they're embarrassing. They're not. <laughs> no, mine, mine, is, mine is way more embarrassing. But mine were like honestly, Super man. Super edgy. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. In what, hindsight, what, where was where was this edge that I was hiding as a third grader? What was wrong with me? Like a bad guy, oh man. The God. entire the entire premise of Bad Guy Man was he would be like. People were like, oh, the, the house is on fire. And he goes, I got it. And he would just go in and, like, rob the house. And <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he's the bad guy, man. They think he's, like, a superhero. But he's like, nah, I'm just going to, like, take advantage. And then the ending of every single strip is he dies somehow. Oh, like, my God. He's like, I'm going to steal from this house. Ha-ha. And then, like, the building collapses or you, something like you, that. That sounds 
Awesome. That sounds like a great, a great comic. It's a great comic if, like, you read it as, I don't know, if it was drawn as an adult, maybe, but as a kid, you're like, we need to talk about Michael. Like, <laughs> this is weird. There's a lot of that's, these comics. That's really weird. I think this, this is, this is so, like, this is vulnerable, and I don't know why. I think Dragon Man, his attacks came from cutting his fingers off. Oh, shit. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember, and then, like, they were, like, they, they looked like crosses or something, and they were, like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, I, I just remember, like, you know, the edginess of, like, a, like, I think it was really inspired by, like, a Dragon Ball Z kind of, like, fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, oh, God, it was just oh, it was so, so edgy. I think the funniest part about the edgy stuff, though, is that, like, you know, at, like from an outsider perspective, mm-hmm. they would look at these bad guy man or these Dragon Man comics and be like, we need to talk about him. Like, something's yeah. wrong. But from the kid, I, not once was I thinking, like, yeah, death, death, kill, kill, blood, blood. Exactly. It's just like, oh, this would be kind of funny. Like, <laughs> what if he did yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, it's just a kid. Like, a kid watching Trying a lot of Looney Tunes. <clears throat> like, watching, okay, so it's like, oh, it's okay if Wile E. Coyote gets hit by a fucking cannonball 55 times a day, but if I draw one guy, like, jumping off the Grand Canyon, that makes me the weirdo. Like, fuck you, Mrs. Johnson, fuck you. Like, <laughs> it's not cool. I think my mom actually, I, don't, I, know, I know she didn't read it, but I think she was just like, Oh, that's great. He's actually doing something. Because <laughs> I, I did not draw as a kid. I had to take an art class, and it was just like, oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I, like, I've never gotten anything from art classes, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I'm a bad learner. Like, I was never a school learner. I was yeah. terrible at it. So the first thing you drew was comics? Uh, mostly just, like, doodles in the beginning. Like, I would draw, like, little dragons and, like, little, like, horse head things, and then I would just kind of move off from there. And then the, the, the brunt of my drawing experience came from not paying attention in school. I would be, like, a serial doodler. I'd be in the back just, like, filling up, like, my notebook with no notes, just, like, drawings of, like, different stuff. But that's how I got my experience, so it's, like... Hey, whatever, dude. Whatever worked. You just reminded me. I like to take a, foot, a brand new sheet of paper and start a battle at the top with stick figures and then draw the battle as it continued on oh, over the yeah. entire page. Oh, yeah, not, man. But like, and then like look at it when it's done and like, this is cool. This is a Picasso. Like, <laughs> I just whipped up something fresh, something new. <laughs> but no, yeah, I would just do like... Well, here, hold on. Let me grab this. I know it's not going to... It's not going to translate very well to the um, to the podcast listeners, but uh, since I said I've been doing that Inktober thing, I uploaded something the other day that I consider to be yeah. probably one of my favorite drawings I've done in a while. Oh my gosh, this is really cool. I'm trying to do, like, since it's since it's like a drawing a day and it's October, I want to do like a monster a day thing, so yeah. it's like, I'll just I'll just whip out something that I've done. No, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, if you want, we'll plug your... Uh... Your social media and people can go check out uh, the all the Inktober drawings that you've done mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. There's only six so far, so it's easy to jump in. I missed a day. <laughs> Did you do it today? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, before I came over. Oh, nice, nice. So what um what else do you do? Uh, I like to video edit on the side. That's fun. Um, I'm not as... Uh, on the side, so you get paid. No. I mean, I, I guess on the side is not the right word. I just do it for fun. Like, yeah. I will if I have an idea for a video, that would be like... Nothing too long. Just like, like a sh- filming? Not, I don't have a camera. My mm-hmm. camera got stolen two years oh, ago, no. and that is still pissing me off to this yeah, day. Yeah, you seem pretty upset. Yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a DSLR. Like, I was, I I just bought a portrait lens. I was saving up a lot of money for this thing. And then uh, <laughs> I came home one day after work, and my roommates, had, it was a long day. I was already tired. My roommates were having a party, and uh, I noticed that my door was open, which it was not whenever I was... Uh, 
when I had left that morning, and I came in, and my camera's just gone, <clears throat> and my nice new lens, which I had been using every single day since I got it. Like, I felt like a kid. I just, I, oh, Charlie. Like, I was yeah. Charlie in the fucking chocolate factory. I got this golden ticket. I was like, ah, oh, I'm gonna go crazy with this thing. Someone stole your fucking grandpa. Yeah, someone stole my f- grandpa. Can we talk about, can we talk about grandpa for a second? Yeah. Okay. I don't understand why nobody seems to be talking about how Grandpa is the most insidious, evil bastard of any movie that has ever been made. Continue. Let's talk about this Let's for a second, okay? The setting, okay, we come into Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like a slave to the elderly. He lives with like these nine old people who are all like sleeping like foot to foot in a massive mega bed. And Charlie's making them food. He's cleaning their clothes. He's cleaning their bodies. He's getting them stuff. He's going out. He's trying to make money because his stupid incontinent grandparents aren't trying to do anything. And so he does this his whole life. That's why Charlie's so humble because he like doesn't even know that there's like another way that he could have lived his youth. And so one day he goes to the chocolate uh, the, the candy store and he's like, "Oh, wait, hold on. Who gave him the Did he buy the chocolate bar and he got it or did his grandpa give him the chocolate bar?" Oh man. Um I don't think he would Bought it? I guess he actually he would not have been able to, would he? Okay, yeah. so scrap that. He gets a chocolate bar. But let's but let's say this. Just because he got a chocolate bar from his grandpa doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You don't do one good thing and all the bad things go away. <laughs> well, hold I, on. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to keep your argument afloat. Well hold on, I'm not the argument is still going. Please, so please. he gets this either way, somehow he acquires this chocolate bar and he gets this golden ticket. And Charlie is so passionate about chocolate because all of his other dreams are fucking shattered because his grandparents won't allow him to have any. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Oh my god. Oh my god, I got the golden ticket. I can leave poverty. Oh my god, I'm free. Hey grandpa, grandma, all you guys. I don't have to break my back for you anymore. Like, I'm free. And what does grandpa do? He doesn't say like congratulations or like you got to stay. He goes, "Oh, oh, Charlie, oh, I can walk again. Whoa, look, I can get out of bed. I know I've been stuck in bed for 20 years, but I can walk again. Let's go to the chocolate factory." Yeah. And Charlie's like, fuck, this guy can walk? Like, he's been able to walk this whole time? He's told me he's crippled, and he can't get out of bed, and now he's doing a jig. He's, like, dancing, like, oh, we're in the money. It's like... And then they get to the chocolate factory. Charlie's trying so hard to play it by the books. He's like, look, Grandpa, I I just want this money, and I want this factory, so I don't have to be your slave to you anymore. And his grandpa's like, that's cool, Charlie. Hey, let's go break this one cardinal rule. It's like, no, Grandpa, we gotta stick to the path. He goes, fuck you, Charlie. I'm gonna do it anyway, because I earned this ticket. And so he drinks the fizzy soda, almost gets Charlie killed, and almost gets him evicted from the entire competition. And it's like, why do people talk about Grandpa like he's supposed to be a good guy in this movie? He's a monster. He's a fucking monster. I'd like to think, uh... The, probably the message that was sent was people make mistakes. The core, the core of a human is to, you know, not... The thing is, is the ideal version of, of... I haven't thought this out, so I'm stumbling so much over my words. It's like, um... <laughs> the difference between Charlie and Grandpa is the two sides of a human, and one of them is the decision that you can make, the other one's the decision that you should make. Mm-hmm. So Grandpa represents... You know, greed and... Yeah, lust and... All those... Power. Deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Charlie is more of a moral, kind, thoughtful, 
He's an innocent boy who has not been tainted by the malice of the world surrounding him. Somehow, even though he lives in like a ramshackle and like there's like rats crawling across his bed every single day. And he's like, this is fine. This is life. This is life, yeah. Also, the candy store guy hates me for some reason. He gives all these other kids who are probably have money free candy. He's like doing a song. He's throwing candy to them. Like, hey, I have this free candy. And Charlie's like, can I get one? And he's like, go fuck yourself, you little piece of shit. Don't you have 90 grandparents to go <laughs> attend to? I just like to believe that what I said was true. I'm like, there's actually like a deep meaning to that. Mm. Yeah, there's like some sort of YouTube conspiracy video that has oh, like that, uh, that, that, the conspiracy I music. I just started the conspiracy if it has not been started already. Well, I don't even think I would say conspiracy <laughs> because there, it's a movie that has been well established and that's what happens. He gets up and just starts walking and Charlie never says, Grandpa, what the fuck? Grandpa, why are you, why did you make me, why did you make me do these things when you could have just done them? The movie's like 20 minutes long. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? No, 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 no. I don't want to go. Wait a minute. What the fuck is that about? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Grandpa, maybe, maybe I could believe that you stood up out of bed. That's where the buck drops. I could not believe that you're dancing in front of me right now. Dancing? You're going to dance over a ticket that is not even yours? It's not yours. It's my ticket. My <sighs> fucking ticket. It's my way out of this fucking horrible, horrible life. And you're trying to get along with it? And you're going to ditch all these other people? You know what? I, it's not even real. It's a fake ticket. It's fake. It was a test to see what the fuck you were doing. I always wondered. I always wondered I if you could do it. it. I, I knew it. I fucking knew it. I, I was knew it. You thought I was asleep <laughs> last Thanksgiving? I know you had to go to the bathroom. I fucking saw you. I, I saw you come back from the bar. You. you were stinking drunk, you, you asshole. There's no alcohol in this house. Do you think I just didn't know? Look, I have to fight to survive. You think I am not paying attention to my surroundings? You think I don't know when stuff has moved? I mean, if you could just, like, go fucking walk to a desk job and just make <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more money, I wouldn't have to work my tiny... Tiny fingers to their tiny fucking bones. He's no, he's got no remorse. No Grandpa remorse. has no remorse. He's always just like, oh, thank you, Charlie. That's it. He doesn't give him anything more. It's not like you're a great slave, Charlie. Like Charlie, we would die. We would literally die in these beds if it weren't for you. He's just like, oh, thanks for the cabbage soup. This shit sucks. <laughs> but I'll eat it. Oh, you have a million dollars? I can walk again. I'm, I'm, I'm able to go anywhere I want, and I want to go with you. Like, Charlie should have just jumped out the window. So, wait, you're saying that uh, you're going to go get a <clears throat> bunch of money, right? Uh-huh, okay. All right. Um, and if I want that money, I have to go with you. Okay. Well, I, I'm actually feeling better today. Whoa. Just, just by coincidence. Charlie, my, uh, my legs are being filled with blood that hasn't been in there for 30 years. I can walk perfectly. I can walk as if... It's almost as if I've been lying, like, all these years. That would be funny if that was the case. It's totally not. Whoa, this but, is strange. But that's, that's just a hilarious, like, <laughs> another way to look. It's not. That's, it's, it's just... I mean, it's, that is what it is, Charlie. Yeah, I mean, All right, you know, let's go. You know, let's fucking go. Hurry the fuck up, Charlie. I want to go get some candy right now. What are we waiting on? I just got my legs back. You <laughs> need to take advantage. Let's go live life. Like, you I want to go me? see the world. You're, I know that for the past several years, I've been... But you're taking forever. It's been like two <laughs> minutes. We're not on the way there by now. Like, come on, man. Charlie, I know you don't have shoes. You've got Hurry nothing to tie. Up. Come on, let's go. <laughs> what the fuck, Charlie? I hate Grandpa. Grandpa is one of the worst villains of any movie that's ever made, and nobody talks about it, and I feel like I'm going fucking crazy when I watch that movie. Well, now you're on record. 
That's fine. Let the truth come out. You can come and try and find me if you want, Grandpa. I know the truth. I know what's going on here. It's okay. He can't come find you. His fucking legs don't work. Oh, that's right. They don't. Except, wait. They do. They do work. Fucking asshole. Come find me, Grandpa. Yeah, he'll see me. Listen to this. That's waiting for you. I hope people aren't grossed out by that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope we got all the... I hope so. On uh, episode zero, uh, my friend Tom did... I think the podcast starts with ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really gross, like... Oh, gross. Dude, mouth sounds. Mouth sounds. I found uh, an ASMR. (laughs) My friends and I were looking up ASMR videos, and uh, we found this one that was just called ASMR Screaming, and it just, oh my god. Is is it just like actual screaming? Yeah, it's just this guy. (laughs) It's a black screen, so you don't see anything. It's this guy going, Oh, oh, fuck! Readout. It just fills, just fills it. Oh yeah, a nice solid square. <laughs> Fuck, I gotta. I should probably write that one down too. That's, I sneezed in one of them and I didn't mute my mic. I was wondering what you were writing there. I was like, did I say something noteworthy or did I no, fuck something up? No, I just up? need to make sure that I go back and look at these because mm-hmm. now that I have good audio, like I want to make sure. I hope it's good. The the anyway. Yeah. So, creatively. Creativity. Like to do video editing, mm-hmm. which is I, we're on the same page. I think it's fun. I just think that for for what me and Tom are doing, it was just like hours of footage. Because you have to watch the fifteen minute video to know where you're gonna make the cuts, and then you have to watch it again to make the cuts, mm-hmm. and then you have to watch it again if you want to cut something out. And it's just like you're watching an hour of the video, and you're like, I like this, but I don't like this time. Also, <clears throat> nobody ever talks about the part where it's like you watch it enough times to maybe wonder, is this even funny? Like, exactly. Is this like, funny anymore? Do I want to upload this anymore? I've been looking at this for six hours now. It's not funny. Like, it doesn't it doesn't make me laugh <clears throat> anymore. And what's funny is I look back on them now, and I'm like, oh, these are great. Mm-hmm. Because they are truly funny. But at, yeah. but at the time doing it, it's like, it shouldn't be this process where I was like fuck dude this is the worst one of my favorite videos I made which thankfully didn't take long enough for me to think this isn't funny at all anymore mm-hmm. was <laughs> I don't know how this happened but my friends and I somehow became obsessed with Mr. Dink from Doug like we who's Mr. Dink He's the guy who talked like this. He's a teacher and neighbor. He was the purple neighbor who was like a millionaire. That's right. I, I, I we just started talking about <laughs> Mr. Dink one day. I think it was because we, because you know, it's like everyone mentions it every time Doug comes up. But Doug is filmed like it's set in Richmond, quote unquote. Really? Like, yeah, it's supposed to happen Whoa, in Richmond. Whoa! Blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I never admit heard it. that. Holy sh! No, I've never heard that. Yeah, Doug is like this. Whatever the name of the city is, it's supposed to be Richmond. Like Bluff, it's it's like a cartoon Bluffer? version, Bluffer? something like that. Dilberg, Dildoberg, something like that. It's probably Dildoberg. It's probably Dildoberg, honestly. So many cartoons went it's with actually, that. actually, is it like the creators like envisioned Richmond when they said Yeah, that? I almost want to say that one of them was from Richmond or like lived there for a while. But it's like, you know, a cartoon version. It's not like, uh, it's not like a quid pro or like a, 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 a piece yeah. by piece recreation. It's like a, it's a rendition. But, um. Inspired by. That's inspired, yeah. really interesting. I want to look, look into that more. So we were driving back from Strange Mad or something and we were t- somehow started talking about Doug and uh, I, was, I, I just did a Mr. Dink impression. He was like, dude, is that Mr. Dink? And I was like, yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, since that show was filmed in Richmond, I stuck my head out the window and I said some sort of Mr. Dink line, and every single person in the street stopped. 
not to turn and go, that was a weird voice, but all at the same time to go, was that Mr. Dink? Like, holy shit, Mr. Dink's here! Like, everyone gets really excited about Mr. Dink for some Mr. reason. Dink. And so we just started talking about Dink stuff. We started getting into dinky topics. Dinkleberg! Dinkleberg! I just think that all neighbors are Dink something. Also, don't forget, double income, no kids. That's why Mr. Dink is so rich. And Dinkleberg. Oh, yeah, they don't have kids. Yeah, and they're like rich as fuck. Oh, my God. I I need some more ibuprofen. <laughs> How was your night last night? Very boring. Really? Yeah, I thought I was going to go nuts, but I was... I <clears throat> The night before last night, I got home in bed by like 5.30, so I was brain dead all day yesterday, and I was like, all right, fuck it, second wind, bro. And then we like go out for a little bit. And I'm out for like two hours. I've had two beers, like a beer, like just for a full hour. So I was like, it's basically drinking water. It doesn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. Like, I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now. Like, I, I need to get some sleep. I started, I, just, I played video games with my friends. And I went through like two bottles of wine. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. No wonder you need ibuprofen. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It was, it was mostly just, I, um, this, this is, I don't know how that this belongs on the show. But I feel like, I, first of all, I like to be very vulnerable and I like talk about not just what you're into, but like things you go through being a creative person. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like just as a general, I, have, I quit my job mm-hmm. yesterday. I quit my two weeks. Oh, nice. And so like it felt really good. So my job has to start time of 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm kind of more of a night owl. <sighs> Jesus Christ. So I've been averaging like five hours of sleep and mm-hmm. it's been terrible. So doing that, I kind of was like, you know, I need to fucking celebrate. I need to like let off. All this steam. Yeah. And so the first bottle was like, you know, normal. Like, having a bottle of wine in a night on rare occasions, I think, is fine. Mm-hmm. But that second bottle was just like... That's fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it, dude. Fuck it. It was just fun. It was... Mm-hmm. I was... I know it's... Uh, I probably, like, halfway through the night, I was a useless player. We were playing Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Are, you, you, are you familiar? Is that the one that's, like, trying to take uh, the PUBG market? It's the console pub. PUBG's not on console. What, what it's supposed PUBG? to be, but they're like they're so <laughs> horrible at optimizing. They like just are going at a snail's pace. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know that there are different. But yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We were playing. We were playing that. And How was that one, by the way? Huh? How was that one? Because it right? looks kind of fun. I look, it, what, playing it because there are no BR games on console. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to play like H one forever, and so like. Getting to play one finally is awesome. And mm-hmm. then playing with my friends is awesome. Yeah, it's a I, fun ass game to play with a buddy. I would not want to play it solo. Really? Because I wouldn't I probably wouldn't enjoy it. I'm not, I'm not good enough to go up against a team. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. But like um playing it with a group of friends is the is what ma- I guess, I guess playing games with friends is is what makes them fun. Yeah. So like I love it and I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. If you want to check it out, I think it's free. I like PUBG a lot only because I have been waiting a long time for a BR game that isn't complete unfettered dog shit. Like, yeah. it, the market is so overloaded with people who don't know how to make a good game. And PUBG, for all of its <clears throat> downsides and like unoptimized angles, it's pretty good, all things considered. But more importantly, I was so into this game called DayZ for the PC for like a long, long time. I remember that was a hyped up game. It was. Am, a, I, am I thinking of the right game? Which one? B, H1Z1 was H1Z1 it? was the battle arena game. Uh, DayZ was a mod for Arma. That's right. I've only seen uh, Speedy play DayZ. They, they both look good. Yeah. Well, no. DayZ looked like shit. <laughs> it did not look great. Look, but look, okay, not, not visually, but it's like a fun game. It was fun, but like I don't think you would find it fun because really? like you do, you would play with other people. But in my opinion, the real 
uh, fun angle or aspect of it was playing by yourself. Turning because, the volume up. Yeah. Turning the lights, lights down. Room down. Yeah. Just, I could do that. I couldn't do that every day, but like, I could. I would. I would enjoy that experience. I would play it every single day at the night. Like I would be, finish whatever I had to do and go home. Because like the whole point of it is that you had to eat, you had to drink, you had to like rest for a little bit, you had to like find better it was gear. Realistic. Yeah. Well, like realistic, but like yeah, you yeah. had to like try and survive. More realistic than other games. Yeah, more than a game where a guy can just like run fifty miles and not even like have <laughs> a breather. So Fortnite, like Fortnite. That is it. Okay. Uh, unlimited sprint. There is some fall damage, but like PUBG's like that too. You can just yeah. like run forever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it makes sense for the game. But like, I like this the, the way Daisy sounds. Daisy was just like it was kind of a casual filter in that sense because a lot of people I know did not like that aspect, but yeah. I did. Like, I really appreciated it. Um. But I just also loved. I love that idea of like a survival game where it's like you can't even really afford to play music on the side because you have to pay attention to footprint sounds. like foot footstep sound effects because like if you heard one that's the difference between like you losing your character who's been alive for seven days then like yeah because like you're you is it actual like in game days or is it like like if you go like you go you how does it work there would be day night cycle so it's like if you played in the daytime you would be in the daytime server and if you played at night it would be nighttime so and you, you log out and your character would disappear yeah, they would, like, phase out of the level. But when you, like, come back into the exact same server, your character would come back with their stuff. Same. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so but the, okay. if that character died, you would lose all of your stuff start, and you would have to start over. over. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Which was also as fun as it was rage-inducing. When, you, have, oh, when you, you died for some stupid fucking reasons. If you die in the game, you die in real life. You die in real life. Don't think it doesn't happen. You could die... By a door closing at the wrong angle, which was the most infuriating thing in that game. Like, because you could break limbs in that game. So sometimes, because Arma is a, it's a pretty good game, but it's renowned for its just inexplicable glitches. So like, you would walk through a doorway, and I guess the door maybe had the PSI of like, let's say, the moon crashing onto the earth. Because like, you would like close the door, and you hear a leg snapping sound, and then your character would just instantly die because the door just like vice grips your whole body against like the wall. Not fun. That <laughs> is when you turn the game off and then go outside and just like pick up smoking. Like it's <laughs> fucking awful. Smoking crack. Smoking crack. Of course. I mean, yeah. you have to. You I have to cut the end. I just to make sure everyone was familiar. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't explain what BR meant, but I wanted to make sure that they knew we were talking about crack. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that the FDA has just passed a regulation saying that crack is good for your bones. So smoke a little and you'll be stronger for it. Okay? Don't believe the milk propaganda. Milk has been weakening our children's bones for too long. Fluoride and milk, dude. Why well, don't know? Nobody's seen it but me. Be like, I'm going crazy here. <laughs> Oh, it's Mr. Dink. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at the height of my dinkhood, I uh, I made this video. Uh, it was like a, like a uh, quote unquote supercut of Mr. Dink becoming a serial killer because it's like uh, Doug. There's this episode where Mr. Dink builds a grill that's in the shape of Mr. Dink's face, and Doug hits a baseball into it, and he goes like, "Oh no, I broke Mr. Dink's grill." So like, I, and he's like, "Oh, Douglas, like you could just like do some yard work for me." But I made it so it's like Mr. Dink like pulls Doug into his house and like kills him, and it's like a a recounting. So it's like Mr. Dink's like voice over like this really scary music and like just clips of Mr. Dink going crazy and he's like I'm so upset over the untimely death of Douglas and it's just like him laughing <laughs> at the very end <gasps> and that was it I felt like that was like my uh, my uh, 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 the elves leaving uh, uh, the oh, fuck where, where do the elves live in Lord of the Rings oh, I don't know 
Endor? Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Sure. Sure, Endor from Star Wars. That's where the elves came from. <laughs> but it was like it was like the elves leaving for the last time. Like that was my bon voyage from Mr. Dink. I was like, all right, it's not gonna get any better than this. Like, see That's you later, a video buddy. That exists. Yeah, it's called Doug. It's called Doug. Mm-hmm. All caps. I need to find this channel. I'm gonna I wanna plug this channel. Okay. I really, really want to. Um what else do you do? <clears throat> you play any music? I play around with the keyboard, but I have like I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like, do you know chords? Nope. You just like Oh that sounds cool. And I walk away. I have I have like a USB keyboard and I keep I just I really want to sit down and fiddle around with it one day, but I have uh, concentrated ADHD chemicals in my brain. Mm-hmm. It is so hard for me to sit down and like push through failure and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. like I'll go dun 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 shit. That's garbage. And I'll just like leave. I won't. I won't try it again. Like I'll just like get up and walk How out did the room. You ever become an artist? You must have talent. Uh, I, I I don't know. I think it's because I started that at a young enough age. And I'm like, okay, I guess I might as well not let all that time go to waste. Like I'll just keep going with that. So drawing's your big thing. It's like what I enjoy. I I want to get into writing though. Like writing is like something I've been passionate about. Like stories. Yeah, I'm 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 applying for film school in fall, so it's like I want to I want to try and get my foot in the door somewhere. I just have a big passion for um. It's telling a story. I don't even know if I would necessarily say that because it's like. Before my interest in writing, it was voice work. Like, I wanted to be in cartoons and video games. And then, you know, it just what it boils down to is that I just like creation. Like, I think that creation is, like, the, 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 the center point of what makes humanity something that's worth being a page in a history book. When you say creation, you mean taking an idea and bringing it to life? Yeah, you just... Or, 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 or even just spawning an idea yeah. and, and bringing it into the world. Yeah, who was, was uh, who made the statue of David? Was that uh, Michelangelo? I think so. Michelangelo had like this quote that always stuck with me, where he's like, uh, "It's not so much that I made this statue; it's that <clears throat> underneath this marble block was David, and all it was was a matter of me getting rid of the excess." Like I always thought that that was really interesting because it's like the idea is always there; it's just a matter of you taking it out of the rain and drying it off and like putting it out to like dry. That's interesting. Can you stop? Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's picking up. <gasps> I got a pendulum leg. What can I say? <laughs> it's fine. Um, that's interesting because I feel like... So, to give you a little bit of backstory, this, as to, I was in this relationship for like six months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're getting married. This is like, she's incredible. <clears throat> and then we went through this really terrible period um, where we were both miserable. Like basically miserable to each other. Mm-hmm. Not on purpose. We got out of it and I realized that I was... I had lost my individuality, mm-hmm. and I wasn't doing anything creative. Oh, I, fuck, dude. I, oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I was like, why am I not pursuing what I want to do? So I just dove in I, to try to write music, started to try to write comedy, took improv classes, started the show. And so, like, for me, I'm trying to figure out how creativity works, mm-hmm. again, for me. Yeah. And so, like, I've been trying to, like, write music and, like... I don't know. This show is trying to, just trying to figure out what it means. And so, like, the idea of, like, what you said about that quote is just, like, how I could t- technically apply that to me is just, like, there are ideas that I have and things I want to make and, like, perform. I don't know. Creativity and be, being a creative and creativity, I think, are different. Because mm-hmm. you're talking about creating from nothing something. Mm-hmm. And for me... I think I like creating things, but I'm not good enough or talented enough to 
do that. I think that that is the bitterest, the, not the bitterest pill, it's the toughest pill to swallow, is that, <clears throat> excuse me, you have to eat so many shit sandwiches before you can even begin to appreciate anything that you do. Like, like for instance, for me, like, I keep saying I'm not an artist, and it's like, I can, I know that I kind of am, like, I do a lot of stuff. I, I'll go on record as saying you are an artist. Well, like, I don't consider myself to be because I don't think I'm that good, but the secret to becoming a good artist is being a bad one. Like, you have to fuck up. Like, if you don't fuck up, and I know this is, like, what you hear at, like, after-school program specials. It's like, you can be good. You just gotta fuck up. Like, it's 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 such a basic, easy, it's too easy. Like, it's too easy of an explanation to sound like it's valid. Mm -hmm. But it really is. Like, <clears throat> the only reason you know why anything is good is because there's the other side of the coin, which is bad. So it's like, nothing would be good if there was nothing that was bad. So it's like, the reason you get better is because you look at the stuff that you fucked up on, yeah. and you're like, oh, I fucked up this part maybe if i just transpose this and tweak that it'll look good and that's how you make progress i have this analogy that's like we all listen to music so we have good taste our taste our expectations is here and when you try to create music what you create is down here yeah and that often stops you from trying but oh yeah for you sure have to yeah keep going so that eventually you're making high quality music mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're reaching kind of what your expectations are but like for me like i've been trying to like write music and i wrote this song and i had this really like really cringy, like, line in it. And instead of, like, like trying to focus on that, it's just like, you know, let's just let's put that in. I can change it later. Mm -hmm. And because I did that, I was able to, like, finish it. And, yeah. like, it's a song now. It exists. But, but what you were saying about, like, the, the, the holding up the standards thing, that's the hardest. That's one of the hardest yeah. parts is you cannot allow the idea to get in your head that those guys have always been that good. Like, maybe from a non-set they had more of an <laughs> angle than, like, other people, but they weren't who they are right now. Like, mm -hmm. they were trash monsters for a little while. Like, they had to refine their art. And the only reason you're hearing it now is just, like, years and years, years. of diligent, passionate uh, self-repair on, like, their failed attempts. And it's, like... It's, you know, you can't really... It's hard to, like, grasp that time, that amount of time that they went into, like, um, perfecting their craft. So you think, like, oh, they were always this good. I'm never gonna be this good if I can't do it right now. Mm -hmm. Which is just not... It's not healthy. It's not how you actually make any progress. I remember when I was learning how to play the guitar, I actually took a class in high school because I needed an extra class, and I was like, oh, I'll take guitar. Mm -hmm. And I was learning, and I was like... I'm never going to be as good as, like... And I don't know why, because I'm not a fan of this person, but the the, the person who I thought of, I'm never going to be as good as Slash. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like, I'm never going to feel like Slash. I want to be like Slash. That was, that was the bar I set. And so, like... <laughs> Like, why am I... Dang it! What's wrong, John? I'm never gonna be slashed! <laughs> Fuck! When am I ever gonna get to wear a top hat? <laughs> when am I ever gonna get to have these terrible Jerry curls? I wanna play guitar! <laughs> but, like... But, like... So, like, I was like, I'm never gonna get to do this. And then it came to, uh, like... I learned a couple chords, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm never going to know how to play this, the C chord. Mm -hmm. And then I learned, I'm like, well, I'm never going to do a B chord. And now I can do a and B chord. And now you learned it, yeah. I'm never going to be able to play a riff. And now I can, it's just like, it was always just like, I'm never going to be the next thing. And then I worked at it, and then I got to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm this much closer to getting a nose ring and yeah. not wearing a shirt. So and I getting some guitar. nice fucking top hats, big old top hats. Is actually, there is a small top hat in the living room right now. You lie to me. You lie to me, John. You have a slash hat? Give me that bitch. For the listeners, John is now going to get a top hat that I believe is going to be a replicant of Slash's headwear. 
So this was given to me, uh, oh, I guess I should wait till I sit down. <laughs> I, still ha I still have yet to reveal it. This was given to me, um, it's like a Christmas thing. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was Christmas decoration. It was given to me just as decoration. Mm -hmm. And I was actually, literally, it's on a pile of things to go hang out in my parents' <laughs> attic. Because mm -hmm. I don't want it around anymore. <laughs> oh, no. John, this is, is this a fedora? That is not a fedora! Is this a fucking fedora? They can't see it, so you're totally painting me! Oh, and no. That is not a fedora. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that there is a big old drawing of Invader Zim on the side of this fedora. <laughs> oh, what's, what's this? Holy fuck, you got fingerless gloves in here? Is that a, <laughs> is that a Spitfire chain wallet? Hey, oh, fuck. careful! Don't open the wallet, my virginity's in there. Oh, no, you, you, you got, well, was this a six-year-old condom? <laughs> Well, I guess it's not a fedora. This is more of like an Ebenezer Scrooge kind of... It's a... It's is it a, a slash hat? It's not a... I'm saying, like I said, I'm not there yet. Oh, so this is like eventually it'll like grow higher this and higher. This is my training. This is my training hat. Oh, your training slash hat. <clears throat> training okay. Slash hat. So like it's training wheels. A, it's not a slash hat. It's okay. not a top hat. I think I might have had owned a top hat once. This is a fedora. Don't let him lie it's to you. Podcasting. Yeah, it's good. Taking, this is taking advantage of the fact that nobody can see you. Yeah, I know. They they don't know how handsome and tall and strapping I am with my blonde hair. <laughs> Actually, I I post uh, on social media, so there will be a picture of you. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, hey, I'm a liar, so <clears throat> don't take anything I say seriously. Except for the, the grandpa. Thing. Except for grandpa, I will go to my grave, and hopefully, grandpa will beat me there because he shouldn't be allowed to walk the streets. I, there's no way that actor is still alive. Uh, if he could lie about being, like, m he could lie about being dead. He probably wasn't even a grandpa. No, he's probably a young man. <laughs> he's just wearing <laughs> Young man, I know your legs work. I say, young man, we're going to go to the chocolate factory. This is pretty good. Hey, man, <laughs> start a band. <laughs> we get super far. All right, first practice. You know what? This is garbage. I'm leaving. I'm garbage. This is a piece of shit. I'm gonna go play a video game and waste my life on this garbage. Do you ever feel like that? Like playing games, like you wasted your life? I do now. Like I didn't before. Like <laughs> before I said something. Before this exact moment, yeah. Never. <laughs> literally, that thought has never crossed my mind. I, like I definitely. There are some games I don't regret playing, mm -hmm. but looking at. <clears throat> So like on the on the topic of creativity mm -hmm. and time wasted and stuff like that, my best friend uh, got me back into drawing because I went through a period of not drawing for like five years, maybe six, because I just kind of I had like a I was like I'm not that good, so it's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put all my eggs in this basket, and so I moved to Richmond and I was hanging out with him on like a mono a mono thing for the first time, and he was like, hey, do you mind if I if I draw something real quick? And I said, no, like uh, this is your house, do whatever you want. This motherfucker whips up this drawing of a Magic Koopa from Mario in probably 10 minutes. And he's like, uh, does this shading look right? And I could not even believe what I was looking at. I was like, did you just do that? Did you just print that off of the internet? Yeah, did you just, did you just walk into the other room and get a, something off of DeviantArt and just fucking, like, plagiarize? He's like, no, check it out. I just, I, 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 I could not come to terms with not only how well this guy could draw, but... That had I just stuck to my stuff and not wasted so much time playing video games, I might have been able to be there too. Like, <clears throat> it could have been something that was attainable for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I could still get there, but it's going to take longer now. Mm -hmm. But I was just, like, sitting there, e like, uh, equal parts amazed and mad at myself. Because it's like, what have I been doing? Like, 
I think that the video games fueled a lot of my creative juices, but I didn't really capitalize off of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like in the back of my mind at all times. Like, just like an idea that I, I for whatever reason, was not willing to reach into and pull out of my ear. Like, I don't know. And I, I feel like video games <laughs> definitely were as much of a hindrance as they were an inspiration. I don't, I don't know. I, I believe that your, your journey is your journey, and everything that you will ever do is influenced by everything you've ever done. Mm-hmm. And so even though, I mean, you, like, I spent that thousand hours on Destiny, like, at the be- this, I mean, the first half of the fucking game cycle, whatever, like, for me, I don't like to discredit anything that you've ever, I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's disloyal to my process. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you played those games... Regardless of if you like them or if they really had any influence, they still are part of your makeup. Mm-hmm. So. So you got a thousand hours in Destiny. Over a thousand. I have over. Twenty five hundred hours in Dota. Interesting. I. I'm not even like the the most. I I quit a bunch because it took up too much time. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have like, double. Or maybe even triple what I put in. I can't quit Dota. Like, I've tried. I have... God fucking help me, I've tried. It is a drug. That game is actually a fucking drug to me. Because it's like, it changes so often. Mm -hmm. So, like, and the outcome is always going to be different for every game. So it's, like, intoxicating. Like, what's going to happen this time? Some crazy shit can go down. And it's like, I walk away from the game feeling so mad I just played another round. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh. I'm gonna queue up for another one. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna play I another round. I don't know what Dota. I know it's a game. I don't know what the game is. It's a it's a MOBA like so like League of Legends type play style, where it's like you have like a hundred plus characters and like every one of them has like a certain amount of like a, like four. Some have four. Some have like seventeen different spells. Like and you have to know how they interact. Cause like that's what gets me about that game is the. Um, once you get over the learning curve and you understand like how certain spells interact with other spells and like which ones are going to be better to pick for this game than like for another game that's where the alluring aspect comes in because it's like you actually have to really think about what you're going to do it's i'm not going to say it's the same as chess but it's challenging and you have to like you have to kind of know what you're doing yeah yeah i'd say there's some 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 comparisons to your your chess games yeah style games Still, it's just like it is a time sink. It's a time vampire. Oh, yeah. Like it will just steal and it will suck and suck and suck, and you'll just be like, drink a little more. Hey, buddy, like come back in for seconds, because you can't help yourself. Yeah, because you're I, a piece I, of shit. <laughs> I am not him. No, I've definitely, I've definitely burned a lot of hours on a lot of different games, and so I get it. But at the same time, it's just like you know, I have fun. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about. Yeah. Because if I if I didn't have fun doing those things. But if I just was like sitting in my room, then I would have been maybe more depressed over the next over the month, yeah. not having that fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to discredit people who play games because I've played games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to ask you about relationships. Mm. That's my favorite topic um, to bring up on the show. Okay. Um, I'll lead into it with my kind of background. Over the past, I've been dating for 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And over those 10 to 11 years, I was probably single for, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. And I was in relationships for, like, eight of them. Seven, eight. How old were you when you had your first girlfriend? Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay. Fourteen or fifteen. First, my, my first my first girlfriend, we dated for a year and a half. Like, it was, like, a serious relationship. Oh, damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I did this thought. I was thinking about this, and I think this is true. I think that my view on relationships, love friendships, everything, was 
heavily influenced by the TV show Friends. <laughs> like, okay. I watched that show with my mom a lot. And so, like, that's, I was, like, 12-ish. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, when you're kind of building your love and that yeah, and yeah. like that. That's kind of, I think that, I think that's the subtle foundation. And so, like, you know, they're all, in the show, they're all trying to get into, like, a, a nice relationship. Because mm-hmm. it's, you know, not a pleasant thing. And so, for me, I've always wanted to be in a relationship. And I've always moved around a lot. And it's hard to make friends, but it's easy, you know, with, like, dating apps to, like, yeah. meet people or, or whatever. So, like, because with, with relations, I don't know. The, but the the, uh, the the idea that I'm at now, <clears throat> backtrack even further. Mm. I started this sh- this show heavily influenced by another podcast I listened to. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. I fucking love you made it weird with Pete Holmes. That's yes. one of my favorite podcasts. That's when I listened. I probably listened to over half his episodes. Mm-hmm. And I took a break because I don't want to be too influ- I can't, like he can't watch. I understand that Brian yeah. Regan. I I probably can't. <laughs> Enjoy Pete Holmes because I will do Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, you're just so fucking charismatic. How could you not? It's like I difficult. I, I absolutely love it. But yeah. like, um, what do you think about Marin? Marin, I actually don't listen to Marin. Really? I listen. To, I think. Um, I don't know how I got into listening to podcasts, but Pete was one of the first, and then I wanted to listen because I love Pete Holmes as a person. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to listen to Pete Holmes. He is interesting because, like, you know, like you said, like, he, he definitely has that thing where he's like, I can't listen too much Brian Regan because I'll go on stage and I'll just, like, do his bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, he feels the same way about Mark Maron for podcasts as he does about Brian Regan for stand-up. Like, <clears throat> Mark Maron's been doing it longer than he has, and he has, like, a certain uh, uh, tempo at which he speaks and, like, the way the questions he asks and stuff. So he's, like, he's gone on record to be like, I love Maron. I can't listen to him too much, though, because it's going to influence my questions when too I get much. up and do it. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it's like... I don't know. I've also been kind of in like a depressive period, mm-hmm. so I, I I have a different uh, thing I like to listen to when I'm at work or watch um, that makes me feel better. That's what Harmontown was for me. That was that got me out of a very very bad spiral. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like to equate it to like um, I watch the YouTube channel Game Grumps. Mm. They're just the two guys that play video games and they have really good banter. And mm-hmm. so like I like to picture it as like this part of my life like I'm just like holding my hand like okay it's okay, Come on. It's okay. <laughs> yeah it's just it's comfort it's like you can't just you need a minute to like recoup they they they, uh, they did a one of the guys did a solo episode of i think it was space quest mm-hmm. and like he taught he has like a really nice voice and stuff like an hour <laughs> and 45 minutes which is him just like calmly explaining the game and having and i was just like this is literally heaven like, <laughs> like i could probably not touch myself in climax if I, if, I, if, I, if I focus. If also, a breeze hit me at a wrong angle, <laughs> God forgive anybody who walked in right now. Yeah, exactly. I was at work, so I definitely was, uh, was into it. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, but so, like, to bring, so I listened to the You Minute Weird a bunch, mm-hmm. and I was like, I want to do my own podcast. And, like, the first two episodes of this show, I only talked about creativity. Mm-hmm. I interviewed my friend Tom, and then I didn't know anybody in Richmond. So Tom interviewed me, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I want to do more. I just want to have to ask people. I want to ask people, and then I asked a couple of the guys in my one-on-one class, and we did. Uh, I did double header one day, and I got through the creativity part, and I was like, well, Fuck! What next? Let's talk about relationships. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about you as a person. Let's talk about. I talked about what you're into. Let's talk about what someone who's into that is like and what problems you face in relationships hmm. and so it's evolved into basically like i talk usually about for an hour about like what they do mm-hmm. and then for an hour i talk about them like i said so yeah. like 
for the most part, it's been relationships because that's kind of what I've been I've been struggling with. Yeah. Just trying to live in a world where... Because I've always wanted to be in a relationship. But it's like, right now in my life, I need to be a single person. Yeah. I need to... And I rather... I don't know if that's what it is because I'm still exploring. <clears throat> but I need to stop trying to find a relationship. That's the secret, yeah. If you are going out and actively attempting to find one, you're not going to find anything but, like, disappointment. I've, I've, I've kind of done, like, thoughts about that. Like, so, like, of the past... So, looking at the past three relationships, um, my last half... Of my five, I did five years at UNO college. Mm. The last half of the, the second half of that, I did. I was in a relationship, two and a half years. Mm. Really great relationship. We, I wasn't looking for it. I just, it just happened. Yeah, and it was very um, nice because there was interest in, on both sides and like genuine, like caring and like supporting. I came up with this after the past relationship that I've been in, which were I've I've gone on record as they were shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they're they're good people, but the relationships were shitty, they treated me shitty, and they made me feel really shitty. Mm-hmm. So I'm recovering from that. Yeah. But, like... It leaves a mark. It does. Yeah. It's intense. Like, like some... Like, I, the, the, the big thing I'm going through is, like, feeling... Like, the whole, like, if you don't love yourself, how can somebody love you? Mm-hmm. I like to believe that I love myself. I like to say that I like myself because I don't want to say... Pretend like I know that I love myself. Yeah. But in general, I like what I'm doing. I like what I have going on. Mm-hmm. I have a big crush on myself. Let's mm-hmm. say that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, um, they totally made me doubt myself. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like when you're being like a silly person, like for example, like those Snapchats you sent me, mm-hmm. hilarious. If I had sent them to them or one of them, maybe both of them, they probably would have rolled their eyes. Oh, dude, no, you can't. You can't. You Because <clears throat> like, uh, yeah, you can't do that. You can't be with someone who doesn't think you're the best. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they did not like me mm-hmm. but they liked me but they didn't like it i don't know it was really non-supportive non-supportive and so i came up with four things that i think a relationship needs love acceptance want and support mm-hmm. i think anything you need in a relationship we trace back to one of those four things mm. so i did a lot of talking there but, well, <laughs> but the the gist of it is i'm i'm a serial monogamist i'm at a point now where I think there's just more explaining kind of my thing. I'm at a point where it's just like, I don't, I'm, I'm done with trying to like find a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. I want to be, I want to do this show. I want to write music, do improv, get a better job. Whatever happens, happens. Exactly. I want to find someone who's like, a, a, a woman who's just like, hey, you're really cool. I want to, I've seen, I've, I've hung out to you a couple times or whatever. Like, I want to, I want to talk to you more on a more like intimate level. Yeah. That was, that was the good relationship. Her name was Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, cause when I first met her, she hated me, <laughs> she fucking hated me. Cause like, I was like, cor- I corrected her. We worked together and I was like, it's not this. It's actually this. Mm-hmm. I tried to be nice, but apparently I wasn't as nice as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. She fucking hated me. Hated your guts. Hated my guts. <laughs> and then, you know, I guess hanging out with me at work or whatever, like I started to win her over. And then mm-hmm. that, so that, I think that's what makes a relationship good is like, I've seen your personality on several different occasions, and I'm interested in you. Mm-hmm. And on a dating app, it's like, I've read your bio, and I've seen you look... Cute. I hate dating apps. Nothing feels more dehumanizing than a dating app. Not because it's like, why don't girls swipe right on me? <laughs> <laughs> it's just creepy. I find it, and I, you know, and the worst part is that I use it. Like, I'm no mm-hmm. better off than anybody else. I use them yep. because I, I know, I'm just, <clears throat> I don't consider myself to be that good socially mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, I can go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. I just am terrible at small talk. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. And, you know, they always say that the whole, like, 
fake it till you make it kind of thing. But if I'm faking it when I'm talking to somebody, then why am I even fucking talking to them? It's like, I should be interested naturally. But I don't know. I'm not a lot of them most of the time. Like, I... And I'm not saying that because, like, I'm a narcissist. I just, like... I've always considered myself to be somewhat of an emotionally stunted person. Like, uh, from a young age. Like, I just would never fully got the grasp of, like, how I should be feeling. Because I... I don't know. I was very... I was a very angry kid. Like, when I was, like, a young kid, I had serious anger problems that, like, had to be dealt with. And I think that that stunted, like, my emotional development. So, like, I've only ever had two girlfriends in my life. One, Yeah. I've not been that much of a dater. Um, Because I had no confidence in myself. I was an incredibly ugly kid. I was... By sixth grade, I was almost six feet tall and I was super duper gangly and like I, had a, I have a huge head so it's like it was even bigger when I was a kid because I had an even scrawnier body so I looked like a fucking <clears throat> looked like a walking q-tip like it was never it was never in my mind it's like oh girls are gonna find me attractive and like that was a big that was a big problem for me so like I kind of subconsciously convinced myself that it's like you're not gonna get a girlfriend so like don't worry about it so like I, it never became a priority wow. so like whenever I well, it was when I was younger and I was super duper insecure and like, I, I need validation that someone finds me attractive. Um, so like my first girlfriend, I, I was, uh, what was it? I think it was like middle school. So it was like eighth grade or something. Uh, so whatever that counts for. Um, oh, sorry. It was freshman year, freshman year of high school. Uh, that lasted about nine months. It was not that serious. It was just like, that was my first girlfriend. So I was like that guy who's like, I got a girlfriend. Hey, everybody, I got a girlfriend. It's like, woo, I'm not a nerd. That failed. Uh, And then my second relationship lasted almost three years. And that was like, that was a, I had a great time with her. Because that happened naturally. Because, like, I was looking for something the first time. Yeah. Which, like I said, that's, like, that's that's how you're going to sow the seeds for your ultimate downfall. Mm -hmm. Which is if you actively force this idea into your mind that like this is the one and it's like how do you know that if are you sure that that's what it is or is that what you're trying to convince yourself to think you're trying trying to check the boxes for them and trying to put them in the the box that says like you're the one you don't want to be alone you're scared of alone and you don't want to have the feeling that maybe you're not worthwhile so you just go out and you seek any sort of validation you can get so when I i know you're speaking generally but you could direct those at me and i'd be like Yep. I am directing them at you. You should be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, because, like, you're explaining something that I understand, so it's like, mm-hmm. if we're on the same page, I can do that, I feel like. Totally. So, yeah. Call me out. I love being called out on my shit. Mm. I wouldn't even say it's shit, man. It's just, like, emotions are fucking confusing. It's really difficult to be and a human being. It's, it's, it's difficult. And, like, I'm not going to say that it's like, we're guys, we have it hard. But there is that weird thing in society where we're not really allowed to talk about our emotions. So, like, these things get pent up and they get shoved into your stomach. I have a fucking platform so that doesn't happen. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it just sucks. What? <laughs> a platform? This podcast. Oh. I like to be podcast. vulnerable. I like to say things that probably are, shouldn't be said. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that like people listen to this, people who do listen to the show, mm-hmm. um, probably don't, didn't think they're going to be hearing me being vulnerable mm-hmm. or like saying like, um, anything weird. No, dude, I fucking love the vulnerable aspect. I think that that that's, is that's the most, I, that's the most important part. That's one of the things I, I, I took from Pete. Mm-hmm. You made it weird. Yeah, yeah, vulnerability, it just, because I took that from Harmontown. Because, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I was listening to Harmontown, when I first discovered it, oh my God, John, I was so, so depressed. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say I was bordering suicide, but I'm not going to lie and say, like, it didn't cross my mind mm-hmm. every so often. Like, it was, 
It was a terrible, terrible period of time. But what was making it so bad was that I was just taking everything that like was making me feel depressed, and I wasn't telling anybody about mm-hmm. it. Like I was just letting it, um, uh, 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 it like I, I was letting it. Um, what's the word for it? It was just like fester. Yeah, it was festering in my stomach, and like it was just making me feel worse and worse. And you know, you always when you're in like the height of your depression, you're like, I'm no good, mm-hmm. I'm stupid, yep. I'm talentless. Like, what am I even doing? Yep. What am I even doing here? I probably shouldn't be here. Like stuff like that, and not telling anybody. And when I started listening, cause I I should also say I never watched Community, so I didn't know who Dan Harmon was. Like I I didn't understand who this guy was, but I just found this podcast. I knew he was a writer of some sort, um, and. I was listening to this guy who is, like, an acclaimed writer come up on stage in front of, like, 300 people every single week, and he just bared his soul. Like, he's like, listen, I'm fucked up. Like, I have deep-seated emotional issues. I I have problems that are going to take a long time to get through it, but most importantly... I'm going to tell all of you people that I do. So it's like, not only is he telling it to 300 people in front of his face, but like, who, however so many million congruent users who like listen to his podcast. And that was so important for me to hear this time because it was like, oh my God, like, it's okay to be kind of fucked up sometimes. It's like, it's okay. Like, everyone's different. If anything, it's more illuminating that there's people walking around who are just not doing, they're doing the same thing I'm doing. They're not saying it. Like... Maybe everybody I see is kind of fucked up at a certain degree. Because that was what was getting me is I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm such, like, I, I, I am terrible at relationships and stuff like that. And that's okay. Because, like, you just, you can work through it at your own speed. Just don't fucking beat yourself up over it all yeah. the time. And that was, uh, <clears throat> that was a lesson that I should have learned a long time ago. But I don't think I was emotionally prepared for it. Like, vulnerability is something that you have to acquire. It can't be forced upon you. You need to, like, comfortably come out of your own shell at your own pace. Because if you don't, then you're just being, you know, it's like a, a chicken, if you crack the shell and then just yank the uh, chicken out, it's not going to be alive. You know, it's, it has to come out at its own pace. Yeah. And that's the only way that, like, the, the reality can settle in. Yeah. I think that's been the thing that I've been going through. I don't know. Just, like, shit. I try to think back to the last time, like, everything was good mm-hmm. for me, and it's just like, well, it was okay, but there was also the time before that that was, like, crushing in, and it's just like, I could go, like, years before, like, I find a time where everything was okay. It's weird, right? Like, you, it's, 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 it's like, are, are we lying to ourselves? Because, like, mm-hmm. I think the same thing. It's like, oh, those are the good old days. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Things weren't that good. Okay, the good, good old days. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, wait, things are still kind of, like, slippery around that time, too. It's like, have I always been kind of like this, or have I just been, like... I don't know, because, like, you you have to take good with the bad. There's no such thing as a period of time where it's just, like... appreciate the sunny days. Yeah, yeah, there's no such thing as just, like, straight good old days. Yeah. There's always something. Like, I think the thing for me now is, like, my job is really weighing... Like, if I'm having a sad day, like, just, like, a normal, just like a normal sad day. Like, I'm having... Uh, I don't feel creative. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. my hair looks weird today. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just, like... Uh, and then I go to my job, my, my soul-crushing shitty job. Like, mm-hmm. that's, like, intensified, like... Everyone thinks my hair is ugly. Yeah, everyone probably knows. They're probably all looking at me and talking exactly. about me. Exactly, but this feeling of like, ah, oh, my hair looks weird today, which I think would normally just be like, you know, like, like I had like this huge cowlick today and I wore a hat and I think it's down now, but just mm-hmm. like, you know, like having having this job and, and I think is what depression is like, it just escalates. Like no one gives a fuck about yeah. my hair. No one's like, they might look at it and say like, his hair looked better yesterday. 
and that's the end of their thought. Mm-hmm. And even if they had, like, even if fucking Jenny at her fucking cubicle, like, eight rows away, even if she's just, like, peering over and just like, <laughs> fuck his hair. Like, that's as far <laughs> as it goes. That is as far as that will go. She, will keep, she might be like, like God damn it, a cowlick! Woo! Devin, look at his fucking hair. And Devin's like, Oh my god. But that, but that, that, Are you seeing this? What? Is that a whole cow pasture on that boy's head? Jesus. What am I looking at? How many fucking licks does it take to get to the to center, center of this, of this boy's hair? brain? Jesus. Is there even anything there? Hey, am I looking at this right? Is that hey. Hurricane Irma? Hey, what's going on here? Mr. Owl, get over here. Hey, yeah, can you get to work on this? You got all day. You got all fucking day to do this. I'm gonna need more than a day. That was, that was an owl? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need more than a day. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> Uh, boy, that'd be a really scary sound to hear in the fucking woods. I would be more comfortable hearing owl hoots. <laughs> the parrot ch- chirp? Yeah, but like, what the fuck am I doing hearing a parrot out here? Like, this is not right. This is even more abnormal. One of the few, few impressions I can do is, uh, is like a pirate parrot. A pirate parrot? A pirate parrot! That's pretty good. Where's John? Did John leave? I'm just, there's a parrot here. There's a parrot interviewing me right now. Oh, this guy, this guy's pretty, he's asking some pretty hard-hitting questions. <laughs> what do you think about the economy? <laughs> Should class systems be dismantled? The other... Oh, God, I love doing impressions. That's one of the things that Pete gave me. Um, okay, so before... Because I really don't want to leave that topic. Like, mm-hmm. Vulnerability... Gotta bring it back. Even further. Bring it back. Like, um... Relationships? Yes. No, kind of what we were talking about. Just like, so being okay with being vulnerable, being okay with accepting your situation, being okay with saying like, my. So with Pete, he gave me a lot of mantras. Mm-hmm. Green lights is one of them. I love that. What happens if you don't say no? What happens if you just do it? Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite mantra that is like relatable to the situation is, we're all human beings who are just trying their best. And so for me, it's like, yeah, like I've, str- I've definitely struggled with like, I don't, and I don't even want to say depression because I don't feel like what I've been going through is as bad as what people legitimately go through. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's trivializing or just like, I'm, maybe I'm just having a bad time, anxiety, depression, whatever you want to call it. It's just like, yeah, I've totally had those things. And like, I don't know what to do. And so, yeah, you look for an intimate relationship with another human because I've had intimate relationships with humans and you know like when I did it Nicole mm. she made me feel great about myself genuinely because she genuinely liked me she genuinely cared and so she would genuinely tell me things and made me feel like oh I'm a, I'm a cool person I'm funny I'm nice like I'm all these and she would tell me like you know, I felt good about myself and so like why the hell wouldn't you want to go find another relationship like that mm-hmm. like her and I amicably split and like we're still friends yeah but like you know I want I want that relationship yeah you know, she's, you know, we're, we're friends, we're good, but I want that. But you're chasing that dragon. Yeah. And so like to a degree, it's like, well, not to a degree. I, I don't need dating apps. Mm-hmm. I should, I delete them all the time. <clears throat> I'm, I'm down to just one <laughs> and I do it because it, I need to somehow put myself out there. Yeah. And I probably don't, I probably should delete it. And I think it was... Um, it just makes me feel like a sleazeball. Like, I just feel like a fucking skis every time I use those kind of apps. Pretty much. Like, I, I go and, like, I'm like... When I approach a conversation, I'm just like, Hey, not a sleaze, not, not a sleazeball. <laughs> I'm not a girl. I'm, I'm just a normal guy who doesn't know how to meet people in public. Yeah. Because 
because talking to women isn't scary because I'm afraid they won't like me, but it's just like, I don't know what you've been through in your life. And I don't want, maybe you just had a shitty day and the last thing you want to do is be hit on by somebody who you might not like. Is that your full first message? That, that diatribe, like that entire, that entire statement, like with quotations halfway through some of the sentences. Mm -hmm. And then after I usually comment on like their cat or something. Yeah. Girls love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I don't, I just, I went on this, this, this date and we just did like a walk. We went for a walk. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good first date because I don't think. I talked to my friend Tom about this. You shouldn't do, like, a dinner date as your first time meeting another human. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's kind of always been, like, let's just go to the VMFA or, like, let's go on a walk or, like, whatever is comfortable for the other person. Like, get coffee. Yeah. Get a, a drink is a good idea. Anything to kind of, like, put, take the pressure off. Let's just have, let's just have a conversation in person. Yeah. And I went on this walk, and not only... I'm going to list off some red flags here. Okay. Not for the them. sake of listing off red flags, but just to kind of put you in my perspective. Okay. She talked about her ex-boyfriend. First date, not good. At length. That's the <laughs> second That's the second flag. It's that, a crimson flag. That is two separate flags. Mm -hmm. um, and then she was listing off her ideal person. Like, <laughs> like what, she, what, what she wanted in a guy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, I want him to be nice and I want him to treat me right. It was like, well... I like him to be tall. He needs to love to travel. He needs to really love my family. And just all these, like, things. And at the end, I was like, oh, so you just want the total package. Like, yeah. you just want the perfect person. Like, you just, like, and it wasn't even like a, you know, like, ex ex describe some ideals that would be attractive to you. It was like, he needs to be this. Yeah. He needs to be a manly dude. And I'm just like, I hate that. You're going off a fucking checklist right in front of me. Like, you're, like, giving him an very evaluation. I'm not a manly dude. Mm -hmm. Like... I'm very, I, I have emotions, I'm, I'm a sensitive person, I'm, I'm, un, I'm barely under six foot, like, all those things are like, the opposite of a manly dude, mm -hmm. and it's just like, she just literally described, like, not me. Like, you're not even standing to there. <laughs> and then she's like, well, what about you? And here I am thinking, like. I'm not, I'm looking for someone not very superficial. <laughs> all I want is to be loved, accepted, wanted, and supported. Those four things. And, you know, like, that's it. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, I kind of didn't ran out of things to say. I was like, oh well, I want them to like not be intimidated that I'm close with my mom. Mm -hmm. I dated girls who did not like that. Yeah. Like when I lived in New Orleans, I called my mom like most days. I would like drive to school or like whatever, like just chat, catch up. Mm -hmm. She was closer, so we talk a little bit less. But like, yeah, like I. So then like, I was describing some things about me, and I was like, well, yeah. I don't like to talk about my podcast. Mm -hmm. I think it's very pretentious to be like, oh, I have a podcast. I usually only say podcast so that I can set the pronoun uh, for my show. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's, a, I feel like that's le less pretentious. Like, oh, I do on my show. Mm -hmm. I don't like to talk about it in general. But like in that moment, I was like, well, I'm going to bring it up. Because I was feeling particularly unaccepted in life. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking I'm gonna validate myself right now. on the table. Mm -hmm. See what she says. So I brought it up. And she had no reaction. And uh, that date... Made me feel like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you like it just like like from the fires, the phoenix of self-respect like claws its way to the surface. Like, oh fuck yourself. Was, I'm worth more. Because I was there in the date, and actually it was funny. Because I was like, oh, you try to be present, you try to be inter inter interested in the person, um, give them a genuine like. What happens if I just I, I I recognize that those flags are there? What if I just put them to the side and say, you know, maybe you just had an awkward first. Time? <clears throat> so yeah. like I did that. 
And then I, I got interrupted by a call from my landlord, and I took it because I thought, oh my god, what if it's why is, Yeah, why is my landlord fucking calling me? <laughs> and, and he called me to get mad at me about mm. something. And so I was like, you know As what? They we're we're going to talk tomorrow. Hung up. And when I rejoined the date world, I was like significantly less interested mm-hmm. once I had escaped to the real world. So we finished the, the date. I go home. I sleep on it. You know, wake up, and I'm like, you know what? And this is where I look, the fuck you. Like, I am not going to try to make somebody think I'm interesting. I'm not going to try to make somebody interested in me. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's like, I like what you have going on, and I would like to, you know, more, talk yeah. from no more. Like, I'm genuinely interested. I'm not going to, like, try to fabricate that. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but I have a podcast. Like, you should, you should totally, I have, like... Fuck, man. Yeah, like, why am I, why, why do I have to put on the airs to try and get you to, like, take exactly. the bait? Like, that's bullshit. Like, you should just be interested in the general sense of, like, how I'm speaking right now. If I say, I have a podcast, you should be like, what's it about? Like, talk, like, like uh, that's cool, that, that's what you're into. Like, because mm-hmm. obviously you have to, like, like, with cafe scenes, like, we, like, you have to, like, say things about yourself. Yeah. Like, you have, you, at some point with my friends and people in my life, like, I can't just hide all the things that I like to do. Yeah. On one hand, it's like it's kind of cool to be like, I I've known you for two years. I didn't know you had a podcast. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's like, you're my friend, so I should tell you about what I'm into. Yeah, that's like just... I'm doing this thing right now. You don't even have to necessarily be interested, but I just want you to know that I'm not just sitting at home jerking off the whole time. Like I'm doing stuff in between the podcast in between the jerk off the music. I do a lot of jerking off. There's a shit. There's just so much jerking Rather, off. Rather in between jerking off and jerking off. I sometimes do a podcast. I put 2,500 hours into Dota 2, and I put 52,000 hours into jerking off. Every game, bef- every time before I play a game, just knock it out. Every time and after a game, just knock one before, out. Before, after, sometimes in between, During, there's a lull. Yeah, if I die and my, recount, die, my respawn counter is like 90 seconds, I'm fucking getting it on out there. Every, every second? Yeah, I'm down to a crap. Like, it hurts at this point, but it's a good, good kind of hurt. There's blood. <laughs> oh, no, God. Mm. But anyway, yes. I was just like, at that point, I was like, that that for me, because people have been telling me, and I love when my friends give me advice, it's so nice, but until you get to the point on your own and experience things that put you in that place, you're never going to be in where you should be. Mm-hmm. And so that was my moment where I was like, I do not need to be trying to get into a relationship. I need to wait until someone says, hey. I have a, like a serial problem, and this has pervaded me like my whole life, is I get bored really quickly with people and with yeah well not like girls specifically and that makes and I, I hate that sentence because it makes me sound like such a shitty person what then the, let me save you you don't mean girls as like all girls all are girls are do- it's just it, relationship yeah, wise yeah relationship wise it doesn't hold you is what you're saying I need cause like when my last girlfriend uh the one that lasted like almost three years we had like I don't want to say the word intellectual connection, but she talked about more stuff than just, like, <laughs> interests. Like, she had questions about, like, the nature of her surroundings and, like, the, the concept of, like, the human condition and stuff like that. And I, like, I, I think about that stuff so much. I mean, to the point where it, like, interferes with, like, my day-to-day sometimes. Why like, did you guys I, break up? Uh, distance. She got accepted to a different, we got accepted into different schools and we were like four hours apart and I am not, I'm not good at the distance thing. When was this relationship? This was from 2000... Uh, eleven to two thousand fourteen. How old were you? I was. Mm, How old are you now? I'm twenty five now. So we broke up three years ago. So I was what twenty two, and then that happened. Where, where is she? If you don't mind, like, you don't have to like. But just like, give me like a state or like a region. Uh, she lives up in Northern Virginia now. She graduated, but like, I mean, it's just not there anymore. Not, it's not there. No. We tried. No. 
I'm not interested. That We're different people. What? I'm not who I was. Like now sure. that I live here, like I'm, I'm looking for different things. That that series of questions was me like. I believe. Oh, uh, you guys love. can love I again. Believe, I believe. Well, I believe. she also has a boyfriend, so that doesn't really <laughs> that doesn't that, help my situation. That, that, but just in general, just like we're still friends. Like, of course, it, yeah, I'm sure because I, I don't. I don't know. I just my last few guests have been uh, Tom, Wade, Patrick. Uh, those are the last three, mm-hmm. and they all put the sentiment out there. In fact, Louis, another one, put it out there like. I'm not in a relationship right now, but I want to find a, a special relationship. Mm-hmm. I would like to be in a nice relationship. Yeah. And I feel like you might echo that. But yeah, of course. I mean, so, I'm getting, I'm, you know, I'm not, 25 isn't ancient, but it's kind of getting up there. It's like, I, I, I'm, hookups are fun. I enjoy them, but like, it's not, it doesn't have, there's no substance to it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's kind of like a primordial urge which kind of makes me, it was what makes it even grosser to me. Because it's like, that's like the lizard part of my brain acting up. It's not even like the human part. That's like, I'm looking for like a heart-to-heart connection. Mm-hmm. And I want to know more about your intellect. I want to know more about like your, uh, where you think like we stand. I don't know. Would you say you would like to be loved, ex- loved accepted, wanted, and supported? Of course. In, a, in, a, in an intimate relationship? Yeah, and I would love to be able to reciprocate that. Like, I, that's what oh, I love. Oh, don't even get That's like the best started. part about it is like whenever exactly. you can like... You help each other out. And it's like, I love getting the, the, the like support in, but there's nothing I love more than putting it back out. Like, that's the most important part to me. I, I just, I picture it like, if I were to play somebody a song and they were like, that was great, did you write that? Imagining being with somebody who, seeing the look on someone's face when you say, I love that, did you write that? And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like... Dude, that's like, that is just, that is one of the most, joy. that is such a nice feeling. Just like that smile of like, uh-huh. a, not, not a fake smile, like, haha, but like a real, like, I don't even realize that my cheeks are like lifting up right now. Kind of smile. Mm-hmm. I remember both of those two terrible relationships. I was doing improv or playing music or whatever. And like, I would do, I would perform for them mm-hmm. in a way, in whatever way. Like I played a song for one of them and like, I wanted one to come to my, one of my shows and they would not go or they didn't say anything and they mm-hmm. had no reaction i'm just like kind of kind of burying my soul a bit like kind of sharing something that means a lot to me and you have no reaction like this is this is my favorite fucking story this 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 shows the how shitty it was like i did you know david pejor yes yeah he was my uh, uh 101 teacher fucking he's incredible great great guy i got to do uh pejor plus one mm-hmm. you know what that is yeah, I'm, no, actually, no, I don't. I'm not too sure. On the refinery, on Sunday, on Sunday nights, the, the coalition hosts the refinery. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a place where you can kind of workshop. You can kind of, it's where, it's before shows that go on Friday, Saturday, they play at the refinery. Mm-hmm. And so he has a show called Pleasure Plus One where he just brings up an audience member and they do like a 30 minute scene. Hmm. I got picked to do it. And it was incredible. The guy's a, he's a master at it. Like he's he a, can just whip it up out of he's nothing. He's a master. But what made me feel good is the first, so it was 25 minutes, the first like seven minutes, I was kind of, I wasn't warmed up. I kind of probably had a shitty day. Mm-hmm. I was a little, I had a couple glasses of wine because mm-hmm. I came from a friend's show, a uh, friend's house after I was told like, opportunity for stage time. And so I was like, oh, you bet I'm going to go. Yeah. So he picked me. First seven minutes, I was kind of getting into it. Your gears were turning. Questions. Yeah. It was like, it was okay. And then I not only made myself laugh. But I made him laugh. Mm-hmm. Like he broke. I broke. I was like dying. Mm-hmm. He broke a little bit, and it was like I relaxed after that. And we we did good improv. 
Yeah. That's the secret, man. It's that minute that like the barrier that you self-imposed upon yourself drops. You're like, oh, wait, I'm fine. Like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. And if it makes them laugh and it makes me laugh, that's all that matters. And so I could tell that to a degree, I even surprised him by being able to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was, I'm still a new person. So like, it's totally ex- expected to be where I was. Yeah. But like, I operated on a different level. And either way, whether it's true or not, I felt on top of the world to the point where I'm still talking about it because it was like one of the most influential things in my improv career. It was like, whether or not it was the best show ever, whatever, like I am, I should be doing this. I belong on this stage. Yeah. That's what I felt. Like whenever, uh, when I finished my one-on-one class, I didn't realize until like a week and a half before that the finale would be performing in front of a lot of people. And I thought, I have never, I've never done this before what the fuck's about to happen? And, like, I, I was so nervous. And, like, I like... I've done stuff on stage, but not like this. It's been pre-written things that, like, I don't have to think twice about. So walking up onto that stage, and it's, like, a sold-out show, and there's, like, a lot of people... Full house. I am, like, trying my hardest to not be shaky. Mm-hmm. But, like, the second, the absolute second that I got a laugh, I was like... I want to keep doing this. You just did the balloons. Yeah. Just a <laughs> and it was from there, it was just history. Because it's like, you think 30 minutes, you're like, oh my God, 30 fucking minutes. That's two sets of 15. Like, that's three sets of 10. Like, uh, this time is going to crawl. But it's like, before you even know it, you're already off stage. It's over. And you're like, it's over already? Yeah, you're like a kid who's like, I want to go back on that roller coaster again. Uh-huh. Like, give me the fuck back on there. Yeah. It's, it was, it was, it was, it was great. Incredible. It was incredible. So that feeling of this is like, your chest is as pumped as it could be. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Your your smile. You're like high fiving everyone who you went on stage with. Yeah. Like you're on top of the world. And I told her that I got to do that. Mm-hmm. I told her as best I could over text because we she wouldn't like call me or we wouldn't she want to hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know what her response was to me like bearing this my soul on this like great thing. Charlie, I can walk again. I can walk again. All lowercase. Cool. Oh, no. No, John. That's the fucking... That's the bat to, to my knee. That's a modern day poem. That's like, a, 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 like a, you know, there's like tragedy. There's uh, there's comedy and tragedy. That's yeah. a modern day tragedy. The whole cool. thing reads as a comedy until the last line of the poem. <laughs> where it's just like, holy shit, that's a tragedy. Am I watching The Mist right now? The twist <laughs> at the end of this movie. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like, here's the challenge. Can you, like, write a really sad poem using one word? It's like, no problem. Cool. It's like, oh, God. That's not... That nothing good can come from that. Nothing could possibly good... Could come from that statement. I fucking hate when people say stuff like that. Because it's like, clearly, I'm trying to convey that I have things that elicit reactions for me. Like, I have things that make me want to get out of bed in the morning. And I'm trying to share that feeling. Not just so you can... Like, I don't know. I'm sharing it because I, you're my friend. And I trust that you would, like, be uh, capable of understanding that this is meaningful to me. But you're my girlfriend. But you're the person who I fuck. Which is, like, an impo- Like, that means... That I we're lay very next close. to you at night. Yeah. I share my deepest things, even though she hated fucking like sharing and communicating and trying to Oh, damn, this does not sound like it was good for you. <laughs> it was terrible. It was the worst. Two months of <gasps> hell. But she was really attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... Oh, I was, there you go. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm miserable. But God, she's... And I really want to break up with her. And I'm unhappy. But that ass though, yeah. Oh goddamn. May I use the bathroom? Oh yeah. Let's uh let's do a quick pause.
Oh! Yeah, I'd also like to smoke a cigarette. Well, that was a pretty good break. Boy, I can't believe that shit just went down. Did I really just see that happen? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. I've never seen six cars hit each other that way, laying on top of each other. Upside down? Yeah, and like all those dogs were okay, but the drivers were not. It's funny because we saw a dog. Because we saw a dog. Um, what we had just talked about right before the instantaneous break was my cool story. Mm hmm. And just not being, like, completely not being supportive, but just not being liked. Yeah. Not being, and I, I think, oh, I'm, boom, I can, I can bring it back. I was, like, performing um, different talent, different, not talents, different things, different art mediums or something to these girls that I was saying. Mm -hmm. And getting, like, negative or no feedback, which is still negative feedback. Yeah. I don't remember where we were on before, but just talking about wanting to be in a relationship. In yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, that, that, all of those things put together... Going on that date, the walking date, I was just like, fuck it. Mm -hmm. Somebody want, if I'm going to date somebody, I want it to be somebody who says, I, you're I cool. like what you do. I like what you do. I like what, I like what I see in you and I want to know more about you. Yeah. I, that's, I mean, I think that I, I could make the argument that that's what every single person wants in a relationship, you know? It's like, there are, at the root of it, that's what they want. There are definitely mm -hmm. people who are, like, putting certain physical aspects over, like, sure. the emotional aspects, definitely. But at the root, they want somebody that's going to be like... I like you. Like, you're cool. Your soul is, like, mm -hmm. endearing to me, and I think it's worth it's worth the space it takes up in this planet. Yes. And that's the most important part. But I... I'm just so bad at it. I'm terrible at it. Like, like I, the emotional I, side? Like, I, I'm a very... I'm a very emotional person. So mm -hmm. it's like, there are points when it's like, I'm definitely over-sharing. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, 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 I don't think I want a girl that, like, will overshare back to me. So much as there will be someone that's like, like you need to like, a, it's like kind of a control thing for me. Like someone that will be like, you need to calm down, Michael. Like, it's okay to feel this way, but like it's gonna be okay. Like one of those things. I love that you say that because I have a lot of conflicting things. First thing is, fucking preach. Holy shit! All I want is someone in my life to tell me it's okay. Yeah. Like who the fuck does? Who the fuck wouldn't want that? But at the same time, it's just like, that's that would be. So, I don't want someone to sugarcoat it either. Like no, what I really yeah. love is brevity. I really appreciate brevity and sincerity. So it's like if somebody instead of saying like, "Hey man, it's okay," like talking to me as if it's like you know, like I'm on the edge or something. I would love somebody to be like, "Dude, shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. You're fine. Like you're fine." Because to me, loving, that speaks more volumes. With all the intention of loving, but also calling you out, calling out on your shit. Yeah, and just being there and just being like, you know what? Like, hey, stop. Stop. It's okay. Yeah, like, breathe, breathe. We're okay. Everything's okay. Mm -hmm. Let that go. Yeah, because, like, I have things, like, you know, uh, I, I talk to my friends about some stuff, but, I like, a lot of my friends, I have things that I can't talk about, like, things that, like, weigh me down mm -hmm. very, very heavily, and it's, like, I don't want to overexpose these people who, like, may not be prepared for that side of, like, uh -huh. how I think. So it's, like, if I meet a girl who's, like, willing to go into that with me, it's, like, you know, walking into the cave by yourself is not it's much scarier than walking into it with like with somebody next to you. Like that's, that's the important part about it. Somebody's like, you know what? I'm going to go into this cave with you. And there's going to be some points where I say, this doesn't need to be explored. Not because I don't want to explore it because you're, you're hurting yourself by, by doing that. Yeah. You're going to run it. We're both going to run into some walls. We're going to get some nicks. We're going to get some little cuts, but at the very least I'm there with, we're you. there. Yeah. We're there together. Absolutely. The other thing I think about, and this might be just influenced I don't know. I, I'm trying to find this medium. The the, the idea is uh, my emotional well-being is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, at the end of the day, ultimately, yeah. I don't want somebody who says like, "I'm gonna make your life good." Yeah. My friend Tom, like, no, I need to make my life good. You find someone who makes your life better, mm-hmm. who improves your life. Exactly, yeah. Because like, if you go, that's a toxic relationship. Like, if you go into it like with the intention of like, this person's gonna fix me. That's fucked up. Nope. That's really fucked up because it's like, why would you put this burden? They're not your psychologist. Nope. They're like your significant other who like you share an experience with. They're going to love you. They're going to support you, and they're gonna accept you. Also gonna want you, but just like those things, like those, I think that is like the best way to say it. Like, they're not gonna fix me. Yeah. There's no f in, in that. It's law. They're the, they're the four laws. Yeah. L A W S. But like, I don't want someone to fix me. I I sh- I fix myself. I get myself to a place where someone joins my life and they they do. They tell you it's okay. They help you get through life. Yeah. You build the foundation. You lay down the woodwork. You lay down the cement. You seal the cracks. And they might come in and give it a new coat of paint. Like they're not gonna fucking fix it, but they will make it look a little bit more presentable. Exactly. And I feel like that is that is the right way to well, that that is the right thing to want. And the right way to approach it, I think, is what we talked about. It's just live your life, try and be social, put yourself in situations, and hopefully, I don't know. I, that, that's the hard thing. It's like, that's, that's when it comes down to like, well, I'm going to download this dating app because mm-hmm. I don't, I have my job, uh, there's nobody my age, or no one talks. Yeah. Or, you know, I go home and then what? Like, where do, where do you meet people? Yeah. What do you do? How do you find, how do you find friends? How do you find all these things? So it's just like... I guess I'll download this app so that at least I have a chance to meet somebody. Yeah, some sort of excuse to get out there and go somewhere maybe I wouldn't be normally going to on my own volition. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's kind of the, that's like the next thing. And this is like, I don't know, I think Tom, Tom and I talked about it a bunch, but just in general, just like the approach to relationships, we just, we just, we just laid it out right there. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's the a healthy way to approach a relationship if you want a relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure people could disagree, but whatever yeah at the end of the day everyone's got their own opinion on it so that's it's okay like it's there's nobody has a wrong way of looking at it no one's got a right way of looking at it it's just whatever suits your life like whatever helps you keep that motion going Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what do you do (laughs) what do i do like in regards to finding people yeah i don't seek it i mean like i i i I, I, so the fact that you've only had two two relationships tells me that you are really committed to not seeking it like you are so okay with that with everything about it i'm not like that's the thing about it is that i'm not okay with it but i know that that's the way it has to be because i know that in my past experience when i sought stuff out it was terrible like it was just bad and not just for me it was bad for the other party too because i was emotionally unavailable and like i would uh you know, because like you, when when you go seeking something, you put an idea of what a person is like in your head, and then when they reveal that that's not the case, that's not on them. That's on you for like putting these stupid expectations in your own mind, and then you end up hurting them when you're like, "Oh, this is not what I thought," so I'm leaving. And it's like they could have thought that this is what they wanted, and you just aren't the the party that's going to reciprocate. So, I, I think that I just fucked. I fucked over a lot of people before, and it. Every night it hurts thinking about it. Like, it just, I was such a piece of shit to some people. And it was all on me. It had nothing to do with them. Like, I just went into it with different expectations that really shouldn't have even been there in the first place. So when it happens naturally, I think that that's just, that's just the safest bet to, like, make sure no one's going to get hurt in the process. Interesting. See, the thing, the thing that I struggle with is trying to figure out how I should approach it. Because I'm not going to, you know, who wants, I don't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think that that's the most vulnerable way to say it. Yeah. I don't want to be alone. I want to be in a relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm also kind of impatient, and I don't like to sit around and wait. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's usually when I get to this part of this conversation that I'm just like, I don't fucking know. So I just say <laughs> stuff like, oh, what? Well, okay, so let's, let's, let's backtrack t- a tiny bit. When you think of the word seeking out, what does that mean in your mind? Doing something with the intention of cultivating a relationship, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in, this, in this context. I mean, like, it, like, when you say seeking out, do you mean, like, going to bars and, like, just fa- seeing one girl and, like, walking over and, like, trying to make a move? Or, like, you're in a circle of friends and there's been a girl in that circle that, like, you've had co- some conversations with and maybe you'd like to push that envelope, like, a little bit further? See, I think the thing that is, again, maybe vulnerable but weird, like, I just don't, I've never been in situations like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've moved around so much and I've just struggled with, like, finding friends. Yeah. So I've never been in situations where, like, that's even a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I met Nicole through work. And, like, the other, every other relationship I've been in is, like, a, is like a dating app. Yeah. Because I've yeah, moved around a bunch and stuff like that. Like, or school. Before, I'm not counting anything, like, in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically speaking... When you were, like, more of an adult. College onwards. Yeah. All, every relationship except for one, maybe one more, I met online. Mm-hmm. And the, the other one was Nicole, and it was a great relationship. It was the best relationship. Yeah. And so, like, I know that you have to kind of, that things kind of happen, but, like, I don't want to be alone for five years. No, that just sucks. That <laughs> just sucks. I don't want to be 30 and then, you know, not have a, been in a relationship for five years because I'm waiting for somebody to yeah. say I'm interesting, but just, like, I don't know. It, 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 this is kind of where I get kind of lost. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to approach it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm in a situation where I don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. And so the only other thing, the only thing I know how to do is like, I know how to go on these apps and mm-hmm. try to find someone who I might click with. And then, you know, hopefully it works. When I think about the word seeking out, it comes to mind for me that you're going to this, th- whatever event you're going to is secondary to the thinking that I'm going to this event that I may enjoy only because I'm trying to meet a girl. And, like, that is yeah. just unhealthy. I think that that's unhealthy because, like, again, when you do that, you, whether or not you know you're doing it, you're putting that impression in your head about what this person's going to end up being like because you know what you want and, like, you know exactly your, your turn-ons and your turn-offs and, like, your your uh, your red flags and your, uh, uh, your mm-hmm. features that you really would admonish upon a person. So you go out with that subconsciously in the back of your head. So you meet this person who, like, let's say just for first impression is hitting your physical uh, attractive points. Like, I like this, I like that, I like that. Real, real quick, just to interrupt. Uh, me and my friend Tom came up There's two checks that make you want to, like, meet a person. Appearance, physical, mm-hmm. and mental. Yep. So the physical is checked by looking at them. Yeah. And then you go talk to them, and then the mental is checked. Yeah. And then, like, you, you, go, you go, after the physical is checked off, then you can flip over to the second page, but sometimes it's like, I'm speaking for me, mm-hmm. it could be for you as well, but it's me specifically, it's like, I will subconsciously put these, it's like, I don't, I don't talk about this so much, so it's like hard for me to kind of even verbalize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm looking for somebody who I can like, not bear my soul with, but somebody that I can just be honest with. Like somebody I can just like have a frank discussion with about something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that I'm not going to get bored with them like a month down the line. And like I said, that is such a shitty way of thinking but that's just how my brain works. Like, that's how it's always worked. Like, I will be super interested for, like, a little bit, and then the cracks 
in my own expectations will start to show. And it's like, not on them. It's not on them at all. It's on me for having put this here in the first place. You know, it's like tr just trying to put that square peg through that circular hole. It's, 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 it's just, it's just like, um, just mean, like it's a mean, it's a mean way of going about it. And I hate, I, I resent that that's how that goes for me. So it's like seeking things out is not in, does not work in my favor. I like went to a show on Wednesday, I went to see a wonder at the mm -hmm. national and a uh, great show. I went alone. So I'm standing there just like wait for the show to start. And I look over to the right and there's this cute girl standing alone. Mm -hmm. And I did that. And then I was like, I need to like relocate. Because I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. You see a cute girl in public, and you're like, you think, you, it, it's seeking out. Anytime you see somebody who checks off like you're, you, you automatically think, well, let me project a personality onto them. And then it's like, but then like you're, you're not where you are. Mm -hmm. Like you said, if, 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 going to the, if going to the concert was secondary, that's bad. That's bad. You were already off to a wrong start. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I relocated. And I was like... I'm I'm here to enjoy this show. Mm -hmm. I'm here to be inspired musically, and I was, and I, I don't know. I think I go in and out of like being in a place, and then like, but she's 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 cute, and maybe she's maybe there's something there. There's, some, there's nothing. What there. are you getting that out from? Like, where is that coming from? Like, you have to sit before you make that movie. You have to ask why the fuck. Where did this idea come from? Like that that's just me. That is strictly mm -hmm. right from here. And it's just like on one hand, I think it's just because I want to be in a relationship, and mm -hmm. I believe you know like. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how. I don't know how those things work because I've, I've always, being the new kid at school. Because mm -hmm. the four years I was in high school, I went to four different schools. So Jesus, um, the ones that I went to in Utah, I was in a relationship. And then when I moved, being the new kid, people are interested in you, so they like because they've you know been in. They want to learn. Junior year and senior year, they've kind of seen what everyone's about. And yeah. So we, you bring someone new, um, they're interested. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, people would, you know, I, I had no problem, like, finding girls to date or whatever, because I was a new guy, and, mm -hmm. I was, and it was mysterious and interesting. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I like to think that I am a pretty cool dude, so, like, and it's not completely just based off of new, new things. But, like, so in high school, it was never a thing, meeting people. And then in college, you know, that goes away. Oh, man, it's a <laughs> that's a different world. And yeah. also, I didn't drink in college. And I went to, uh, like, a commuter school. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like a, you know, live on campus or, like, hang out. It was just, like, I went to class, and then I went home. Mm -hmm. And I worked full-time, so I would go to work or whatever. So, like, I didn't have a lot of chances to meet people. And when you don't drink and, like, you play video games, like, you're just asking to be, like, a lonely yeah. person. Yeah, for real. And so the only thing I know how to do is, like, you know, kind of like, with, like when you're cruising, like, a dating website, like OkCupid, for example, like, mm -hmm. You're on there like, they look good. You read their profile, like, okay, maybe I'll message them or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I see people in real life, I'm just like... You, you know. kind of wish you had that that little chart that looks No, I, I wish them. I could just be like... I wish I didn't think about it. I wish mm -hmm. I could just be a normal human person. Yeah. And that's why going to the show and having that realization and, like, going on that date and having that realization and dating those two people who are just so bad for me and having all these realizations, it's just, like, it's all culminating to this, like, bat to the knee of, like, be fucking single mm -hmm. just be a human grow you know it's funny we're talking we're taking it way back i was you know, talking about a creativity and like uh learning to not beat yourself up this is the shit sandwich and this is the shit sandwich that you just have to eat over and over and over again because it's like no one's gonna teach you i mean they will but like it's because of you like trying to put yourself mm -hmm. out there this is the shit sandwich like you've got to fucking just 
gobble it down, choke on it if you mm-hmm. fucking have to, because you're not going to learn any other way. If you're anything like me, you don't learn the easy way. Like you can, somebody can give you like a little talk, but what the fuck is that going to do? Unless you actually get out there and stub your toe on something and then realize you don't want to do that anymore. Exactly. Like it's just important that you get punched in the mouth one time to realize I don't like getting punched in the mouth. I'm going to try and avoid that. He says the stove is hot. But is it hot? But is it really hot? Is it really hot? Or you just only touch the stove? Oh, yeah. You're, you're just scared that I'm going to, like, encroach. Oh, fuck. I burned my hand. Holy Christ. That's He's just not hot. Lying. Don't That's touch hot. that, anybody. I'm not doing that anymore. Don't touch yeah, that Don't shit. ever touch that again. And then they're like... But is it really hot? Yeah, someone else comes along and is like, but is it really but hot? that's life. You, like you said, if you don't go through the experience, you're not going to know. Yeah. So you have to go through, and that, that's what I, I like. My mom always says that to me, like, I'll give you my advice, but you're going to do what you're going to do. And I'm like, you're damn right I'm going to yeah, do what I'm going to do. And then you do it wrong, and you're like, oh, maybe mom was right. <laughs> maybe she wasn't that far off. But like, so that, I'm at the point where all my friends are like, just be yourself. And I'm like, that, and, the, and like, I think the, the big one was like, went to the show, and I was like, try, I, my, in my mind, I created a scenario Find a concert buddy. And I was just like, no, just fucking beat the concert. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gross for having those thoughts, but I'm like, I don't want, I would like to just go to the concert and like never have to th- a thought of like. But I can't help but feel like I am gross for having those thoughts. Like, I just think. Saying that, them like, on record makes me feel gross. Being a, yeah, exactly. But like, just, just, just when I talk about like the whole human condition thing, I, I've always just like, mortality is like terrifies me it terrifies me and it makes you question like just what it is to be a human and these are thoughts that really kind of drive me crazy so that's why i think that things have to happen naturally because it's like is this person even gonna like i could be attracted to them but i need to know first that they're okay with like the way that i think or the way i speak or my sense of humor because i'm a weird guy i'm a weird guy i'll be the first to tell you that i'm fucking strange um but so we were talking about how it's like it makes us kind of feel gross i feel like these thoughts are like the caveman part of my brain that's like you need sex like go reproduce and it's like yeah i it feels good but it's like i don't want to um, i don't want to give in to like my the 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 monkey part of my brain telling me what to do i'm better than that like i'm yeah. i'm a person that can see another person for their foibles or like for their their strengths or for their interests and these are all things that like i think are the only obviously the only thing that make us human so it's like the 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 whole i don't know i just think that people are really fascinating and that i have this voice in my head that's just telling me that i need to eat shit sleep and have sex is almost insulting and it's gross like it's just gross it just it it makes me feel unclean i hate that i think that that's kind of what i like at the show it's just like why can't I just go to go to the show and have a good time? Why mm-hmm. do I need to be trying to find my girlfriend here? Mm-hmm. Or like, why do I need to try to? Why can't I just like? Because it sounds to me like we're both kind of romantics. Like we watched way romantics. too many fucking movies about a happy ending and a guy meeting a girl in the crowd, and they just like, oh, it hits off right there. Mm-hmm. And like we have these unrealistic expectations in our mind, and it's so hard to deprogram that because that has been in our brains since we were kids. This is how movies have always worked. Like that's and and, and, and it's like. That's not real. Like, it is sometimes, but it's like, maybe not for you. Like, maybe not for you. So it's about time you just leave that in the past. And also, it's like, instead of, I don't know, like, being a go-getter, not wanting to just like, oh, I'll just wait and hopefully someone will come along. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking make that shit happen. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a combination of, I think, social influence and, you know, upbringing. And it's just like, I, 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 I can recognize right now that I want to be better. I think that it might capture the vibration. <laughs> just in general, I just I want to be better. I want to be, I don't know, 
just just a, a person. Yeah. And it's just like I'm. You struggle with that, and it's just like. I think it comes back to that mantra. I'm a human trying his best and doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't ever, I didn't approach anyone at the concert. And after once, once the band started to play, then I was able to like just focus on the bands. Yeah. And not like maybe she'll look at me and maybe then I can. But you always got that fucking inkling in the back. I, no it, matter it what you do, it it's still there. Away. Yeah. And it's it's just like I don't know, I'm trying to be self aware, mm-hmm. trying to improve, but also trying to be accepting of myself, and trying to just. Be okay with my. It's it, there's this, there's it's hitting on all these different keys. Yeah. And the keys are very contradictory, but they're all things I believe in. Yeah. And so, I think it's just very hard to like figure out what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's 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 why fucking poets and stuff exist because they're like trying so hard to essentially quantify what it means to be a person who's existing. Like, if you really sit down and just consider the concept that you exist right now shit drives you insane so like mm-hmm. you need like an outlet to like because you know every tea kettle needs like a spout to like shoot the steam out you need to fucking get that out or you're gonna go fucking nutso mm-hmm. so like and then like the outlet could be trying to find a girlfriend that could be your steam outlet and it's like it may just not work out that way it could be the wrong shape it could be the wrong length it's i'm, I'm i feel like i'm ranting here but it's just like um or rambling now you know how I feel hosting the damn show. <laughs> I just think that the, 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 it's just such an odd thing to be alive because there's no guidebook. Like, exactly. There are, like, books written on, like, By how, other people. By who, other people who, who probably also. had a different hand given to them. Like, and you can't base any of your... Like, you can take bits and pieces, but you, ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't just replicate it. It's not going to work. At the end of the day, you are your experience. Mm-hmm. And so you need to just live in that. I have been through life as me. That's all I got. Yeah. And so like, I'm here now saying, I want a relationship. That's that's the one thing I think that I want in my life. I don't care. Career, eh, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, hobbies, I want to be happy. I want a relationship. I'm okay. I've accepted that I'm okay with that. It's just, I'm trying to learn how to go about it. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure that I'm not unhealthy with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's okay that I want it so badly that I go into go to the concert and think like I what if you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like checking myself and saying no 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 let's just be at the concert I think that is okay I think it's okay to have moments where you're not proud of yourself or you feel gross talking about it on your show mm-hmm. but like it's okay to have those moments but it's okay because I said no I had the the, the, the thought the what, I don't, the caveman thought the lizard mm-hmm. brain thought and I with my actual conscience said, no, 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 that's not the right way to think. That's not the right way to proceed in this situation. So let's not do that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's, that's all I can up for. Yeah. Is that in the, in the moments of my life where, um, I need to make those calls that I make the correct calls. Yeah. And the worst part about it is that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to beat yourself up over that stuff because it's just like, that's just the way it has to be. However, you are living your life stuck in this fucking meat spaceship. Like, you're stuck in this, this... You're stuck in your head. You can't hop out and, like, see yourself from an outside perspective. It's impossible. So it's like you don't know what to do because you don't know what's going to happen next because you can't go out and look at it from a third-person angle. It's just your first person, and that's it. And things could go wrong, and it could be totally your fault, or it could not be. But either way, progress only happens by action. So it's like, you gotta just fucking do it and not be so uh, 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 self-deprecatory uh, to yourself on it. 
Mm-hmm. And to jump on that thought you just said, wanting to see the third person, that's one of the things I think that we want in a relationship, that validation that you get from yep. having a partner. Yeah. You're just like, you want to find someone who is just like your, your best friend. You're just like, hey, am I, am I okay? And they're like, yeah, you're or moreover, somebody that like, like, because like everyone's nuanced. Everyone has like their own little like they have their own things. So it's like you what you can really only hope for in a relationship is that this person can read your wavelengths properly. And like, let's say you're feeling uh, sad one day, and if it's a bad relationship, they'll be like, oh, he's mad. Like, oh, he's angry. He's not not that they they wouldn't pick up that like, oh, he's feeling really sad right now. Like, just like just proper. Um, translation of emotion mm-hmm. is very integral to like a healthy relationship. So it's like somebody who can, like the third. It's basically the third person thing. So it's like I'm feeling sad, and they go, "You are feeling sad," which is like what you need. Because I don't know. I feel like you can't really trust your own emotions sometimes. It's like somebody is going to be like telling it to you, which is important. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to specifically think of a time where that was the case. I don't know. I just feel like. Yeah, just ha- just having having that connection with somebody mm-hmm. is something we to, I want to build. I want to I want to have that experience. Yeah, because I mean, I don't know. I always think of it like I could do this alone, but I don't want to. No, and that's that that's what I think. I don't it's, I don't want it to ever be like I need a partner. It's not I need. It's I want. Mm-hmm. And if I want something, there's no reason I shouldn't go after it. I want. It. Fuck you. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't care if 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 my friend placeholder like disagrees like you shouldn't want that you should want to you should want uh, yeah i want to be a, an individual but i also want to have a partner yeah and i feel like i keep coming back to that because i was just like it, i want it to be okay that i want that and i think that that's a hard thing to come to terms with in the world anything you want that is okay i'm okay saying it I want yeah that. it's not self like it feels like it's selfish but it's not i mean like that's just that's human nature because somebody else wants that and the the goal is that we find that I find that person mm-hmm. and then we're both like, hey, we found what we want. Yeah, we're happy. Mm-hmm. And now I can continue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Great. Awesome. How do you feel? I feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> tired from just in general from the, doing the show. Two and a half hours. About. Well, we threw a football, which I don't do that often, so I feel yeah, like I'm a little. Like, it's like ten throws. A little sweaty. Yeah, ten throws is a hundred for me. <laughs> I'm just like a. So, Jesus Christ, <laughs> my fucking pant leg, dude. Uh, I have sweat on my pants. <laughs> my sweatpants. They weren't sweatpants before, but they are now. Sweat shorts. This is gross. <laughs> you have, I, my favorite thing about this is you have sat in that chair like nobody else has. You got comfortable. I loved that. Because everyone kind of just sits and they'll like shuffle the legs. But you're just like leg on the arm. Dude, I, listen, I am gangly. I've been gangly my whole you're life. Not, how tall are you? I'm 6'1". But it's like... like but when you're when you when you when you but when you get that way when you're in like sixth grade it's weird because all your other classmates are like up like up to your chest or something like that. So you have just had the gangly mentality, even though Always. you are a like my opinion perfectly proportioned man mm. based off of very little research, TBH, <laughs> like. Based off of anecdotal evidence, you seem pretty normal. Yeah, and so, like, you have a gangly mentality even though you are no longer gangly. Well, I guess, you know, now that I think about it, really, the only thing that gangliness factors into is just in the position I sit. If I was a short person, I would still sit the same way. I am most comfortable sitting like this, mm-hmm. like with my leg up on something. If like you, If you were gangly, you couldn't do that. If I, if I was gangly, no, I'd just have my neck, my legs just, like, sticking straight fucking out. Like Cotton Hill from King of the your, Hill. Your knee would be up here, but your foot would be on the ground. Exactly. It, it's just, like, I don't sit normally. I can tell you that right now. I don't 
don't sleep normally. I don't sit like a normal person. I always how do, have. How, how do you sleep? Uh, I sleep in one very specific position, which is one knee up like this, <laughs> like one arm under my knee, really? and like a oh, and like a pillow like gripped this way, and like I'll alternate. But it's never. I don't sleep like this. That's I've the, never slept like that. That was the weirdest. You're like hugging one leg. I can't yeah. even get my leg up that high. I'll tell you the most comfortable one is when I have my arm under my leg. Ooh. Like this shit feels good. Yeah. Fuck, man. I will say that the times that I am the most comfortable when you when you flip over into the position and then the leg goes up high. There's mm. something about the leg. Well, going I don't know what high. it is about the leg going up high. Oh, and one foot poking out underneath the of uh, out of the out of the the. the I was gonna say rug. <laughs> You know, when one leg poking out of your bed rug. <laughs> Can we get a, a, a GoFundMe so we get this man a blanket? Yeah, uh, not for Minecraft. Please fund me. I'm trying to make a rug for my bed so I can sleep at night. It's cold. It's cold in the winter. You just need three, uh, three wool. I just need three dollar. <laughs> I just need three dollar to make. But, uh... Yeah, I can't sit, like, so I go to a park called Scuffletown around here very I often. I fucking love Scuffletown. It's my favorite place to go at night. Um, but I can't sit on the bench like this. This is so fucking uncomfortable to me. Mm -hmm. For the listeners, I'm just sitting like a normal fucking human would sit, which is just, like, ass on the chair, feet on the ground, arms on the table. That shit sucks. I hate it. I always do, like, a slob squat, mm -hmm. like, both feet up, like, yep. on the bench like this. Mm -hmm. That's my hot spot. Yeah. That's my G-spot. Yeah, that, don't that, take advantage. That's how you get him to finish. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the only way. That's how you get him to conclude. And a fist up. A whole fist. Oh, he's not pretty. Just like a fist up the, fist up the butt. <laughs> I like to end the show with asking my guests to talk about the weirdest thing in my room. Weirdest thing in your room? Yes. Other than the fedora? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you forever. Other than the fedora? Other yes. than the webcams? Other uh, than the cams and mm. the fedora. Let's see here. <clears throat> he is looking. I mean, I'm scouring. I figure most of the time, uh, people who, you know, you sit here for two hours, you stare off into space a little bit. I have definitely been, like, wandering. I'm trying to think. It's hard to pick any one thing because, to be totally frank, a lot of the shit's weird. <laughs> Not in a bad yeah. way. No, it's no, just no. the sheer variety. It's, it's, a, it's an eclectic uh, group of wall hangings and uh, uh, knickknacks. Hmm. I almost want to say the Patrick Star up on the bookshelf. <laughs> just because why do you have any SpongeBob paraphernalia at all? It was a birthday gift. But I think my favorite is the scale that's hidden underneath <laughs> the uh, the bookshelf or the, the clothing dresser because it's probably... Is that a shame hide? Or like no. you take it at one time you're like, fuck this fucking thing. It's, um, I think it, it's... It makes me feel good because I weigh like two twenty, mm -hmm. two twenty five. Lucky, lucky son of a bitch. No, it's it's it's, well, it's muscle, but that's not like anyway. That thing tells me I weigh like two or five, two fifteen. <laughs> oh, I you're mad because it. it's telling you you're not fat enough. <laughs> no, I, I want it to be accurate, but like, I whenever I sip on it, I was like, oh, I've lost weight, and then I go use the scale at the gym, and it's, it's like, like, oh, I've gained weight. Oh my god, it's been twenty <laughs> minutes. What? <laughs> I biked here. Like, what come did on. I do? I consumed air. Like, my, f I mean, you take off two pounds for the shorts and the phone or whatever, like whatever I have in my hands, and it's like holy shit. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> it's not. Is that? I mean, it's not hidden. A shame had to be like in the little mail container. And it's like tucked away. Oh hey, yeah. Do you know what that is? A uh, uh, addendum. There is a mailbox stolen from the uh, the, the mail. The mail tote. The mail tote. The milk crates are also technically illegal to own. There's milk crates. What the fuck? Yeah, there's three right there. My choice is everything. My choice is everything. It's all odd. This guy has a bed. What the fuck? Where, where's your rug? Where's your rug, dude? Your yeah, this guy's rug? got no fucking sleeping rug. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? 
Ain't nothing normal about this. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. Notch, send me money to help this poor boy for just nickels a day. You can get him a rug so he can sleep. Winter's coming. It's going to be cold. He's going to need this throw rug. Maybe a nice argyle design. It's like some knotted wool, so it's like really <coughs> uncomfortable. Help this poor boy. Sarah McLaughlin, hit me up. We need some help here. In the arms of the rocks, that was weird. That's, that's, that's a, I guess it is. Fly away from here, I think. I always, whenever I was a kid, Celine Dion's uh, My Heart Will Go On, I spent a very, very good chunk of my life. And I still kind of think to this day, you know, she says, like, uh, uh, here, far, wherever you are, I believe that the what will go on? Heart. It's the heart. But heart. Like the, but, the, but it's like, um, wherever you are. I believe that the I have never, <clears throat> never not heard her say hot dogs, which is why that part weirds me out every time. It's like it's like a nice summer road, and all of a sudden, just like a square road bump. It's like, I believe that the hot dogs will go on. Like, go listen to it. It's 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 impossible to not hear it. it, it Celine Dion singing about hot dogs in the middle of the song about Leonardo DiCaprio dying in the ocean. And it just, uh, I think it's great. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, oh shit, that's right. <laughs> Bleep it out, Tom. Yeah, sorry, that didn't happen. Hey, <laughs> that never happened. But fuck Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's grandpa. I just think he's a bastard. He's a rat fuck. You have a problem with Celine, you have a problem with Grandpa. I got no problem with Celine. I think that we underutilized the hot dog market. I don't think there's anybody singing songs about hot dogs. And she was brave enough to break through that mold and be like, we need to talk about this. And Oscar Mayer still wouldn't bring her on. Yeah, she, he's still, he's a cantankerous man. Fuck you, Oscar. Fuck you, Oscar. People named Oscar, period. If you're Oscar and you're listening to this, fuck you. Fuck baloney. Bologna? Yeah. Why do they spell that like that? Colonel, Colonel, Colonel Bologna. Colonel Bologna, yeah. <laughs> Guy's a piece of shit. You can't trust his word. Colonel Bologna. <laughs> Why am I never put those two words together until the, this moment? Probably because those are like forbidden <laughs> words. Like you probably shouldn't be putting those words together and you've like, you, whether like or not a, you knew it. There's a, it's like a SWAT team on their way like... <laughs> We have, we have a code CB. A no, there's CB. like a there's like an occult somewhere in Tibet that's like in a temple, and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> someone just put the words together. Like, oh the, shit, the chosen one has woken. We need, no, it's the cursed one. Like, oh fuck, he's let the evil into his heart. The two words, he's like the two keys to the keyholes. Like, we're fucked. This is the dawn of a dark age. I am so happy that you did the show because I was thinking all week. I was like, you're gonna come in and you're gonna fucking you're gonna get you're gonna change it up. Because whenever I do the show, it's always seemingly serious. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that we did bits and we laughed because it was just so good. Yeah, it was fun. I had a little blast. Great. I'll have to have you on. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how long I want to wait before I have people on again. Mm -hmm. And so far, the the standard is 13 episodes because mm. Tom did it twice. I was going to say six months. Six months? You think so? Enough stuff can happen in between that time span. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, <clears throat> I think the the... the Criteria would also be something something new creatively, because mm -hmm. Tom put out his uh, 2017. Oh, mix. okay. So like, if you want to like plug or something like that, I'm, I'm super down to like let people plug shit. Um, but just like you know, we talked about mashups and we talked about like uh, him and I doing videos, and then he had this new thing to talk about, and we talked about that for I don't know 30 minutes and mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So yeah, 
I also am really bad at just, like, finding an end. <laughs> like, I have the, the end bit. Really? But then usually <laughs> you get into conversation. Yeah. So I feel, And I don't want to stop talking, but, like, it has to stop. And mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't like to, like, in because you saw, like, I very rarely had to put, like, a host head on. Yeah. It's just a conversation for two hours, mm-hmm. six hours. So, like, having to be like, well, that's all. It's like, it feels weird. Dude, that's why Pete Holmes has that keep it crispy shit, because it's like, that's just, oh, that is the end oh, yeah. to a sentence. And I can't, I'm not going to die. And you can't do that. I yeah, want, no. I don't no, want no. to. I don't have a thing. I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want, that. that's why my, my thing is, like, just find a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah. That is a good, that is a good, but we accidentally kept going. Well, no, but, but, but because, because that begets more conversation. Mm-hmm. The keep it crispy, like, will you say it? Yes. And then it ends. And then it's done right there. Yeah. Curtain call. Yeah. So do you want to say keep it crispy? <laughs> Am I plugging my... Do I have to plug... Wait. I don't have, you don't have to. What am I saying? I'm going to plug my Instagram. I want you guys to look at my art. Please validate me. I'm a narcissist. I need it. It's like food to me. It's nourishment. If I don't get it, I, 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 I shrink in size and I can't sit like I want to sit. And that's uncomfortable. Go, hey, hop on over to Ravioli Guardian on Instagram uh, and just give me a good old follow. No, you don't got to do that. It's okay. I'll plug it in the intro and then in the description. Okay, cool. That works. So I guess we should, I should just, just like, bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, see you later. Bye, see you later. Okay, I usually just. I won't admit what I already know. I've never been the best at letting go. I don't want to spend the night alone. Guess I need you, and I need to. I get alone, but I don't want to grow up with this forever young. Living on myself for a drink and rum and cola underneath the rising sun. I could give a million. So stay